Welcome to the Cult of Comics, yet another podcast for all of you uh, uh, listeners out there uh, about three monotune white dudes who uh, are really tired right now. This is like my third or fourth cup of coffee, and I'm exhausted. I'm your host, Tyler Brown, and I'm very tired. Sean, Josh, how are you guys doing today? Have you ever thought about getting damaged, just tattooed across <laughs> your skull? I had that thought at one point, because then that way they just know. Just so I'm everybody knows up, how fucked up you are. Then everyone would know how messed up I am, because I'm all messed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like important for me to, re- to, to relay that information to people. And if they don't understand <laughs> that, how will they know? I was thinking but, about getting uh, slut right here. Yeah. Yeah. No, make, sure you, make sure you get it tattooed the right way so when it's on the camera. We can read it correctly. You know what yeah. I could do? We don't, is I can we don't do, want it to be mirrored. No regrets. I can do I can do what uh, Lil Wayne does uh, where he has the tattoos on his eyes. He has I love God or mm-hmm. something like that on his eyes. And I could get I fuck God. Is it going to be like the letter I or and like a third eye? Just right here. Ugh. Can you flip your lip up without, you know, using your hands? No, I cannot. I can do it. You can do it with your lower lip. <laughs> Why is that entertaining? What's wrong with you? I don't know. Sean can't do it. You can't do it? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you you look, you're trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is this uh, podcast about? What's this, this is a podcast about comics, right? Like that's a thing that we do every once in a while. We're getting, we got some stuff to talk about. I mean, I guess, right? We read mm-hmm. we read some stuff this week. Welcome to the comics. Fuck you. We uh, read some books. How's it going? Fuck off. I hope you suffer. Cool. How are you guys doing this week? We we already went over that. We did. <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't even know what's happening at this point. How are you exhausted? It's like. As I'm recording, it's like one and nearly two p.m. Almost two mm-hmm. p.m. for me. I woke up at six a.m. I wasn't joking. The sunlight hit my eyes, and then I just was awake. I don't know what was going well, on, so I just like. Don't worry, me. the sun. You'll get a reprieve from that when we, you know, jump forward in time next week. I'm not looking forward to. Is that next week? Yeah. They need to just get rid of that shit already. Well, it'll be light out. You know, almost through the end of the podcast, starting next week. Um, you know i'm looking forward to the sunlight i actually like it takes maybe 10 minutes for me to walk around anywhere i need to in my uh, city now so mm-hmm. walking around outside and just like bullshitting around the shops is going to be really cool to see i went and actually visited some people uh for the first time in forever uh i don't know if well it was outside so it was probably fine are you are you still yeah. on lockdown Sean? yes that's going to be until june they're slowly lifting restrictions, but June is when everything ends and every single COVID restriction will end and we don't have to wear masks or anything. Okay. Because our current vaccination tra- trajectory, trajectory, that was right. Tra- trajectory. Mm, yeah. Trajectory. Yeah. Like, I've been at work today. I've had a busy day and you're the one complaining about being tired. I know, like, I have nothing to complain about. What What am I tired about? Is that exactly. I woke up too early. I know. Uh, yeah, like, by that point, enough of our population will have been vaccinated that we will have sort of a herd immunity. Does anybody know what herd immunity is? Everybody throws around that phrase, but I have no yeah. idea what it means. Explain. Really? It. No idea. Huh. 
So it's basically there's enough people that have been inoculated to whatever it is that the infection isn't able to jump around through enough people and you've basically got, you know, a, a big enough line of defense that it, or uh, what's the word? I'm trying to think of like the pathways. Uh, oh, uh, there's path no clear way there. of jumping from, you know, one person to the next. And you need different uh-huh. levels. I think they were saying somewhere above like, you know, if 70% of people, you know, couldn't get infected, then it wouldn't be able to jump to enough people to keep reproducing at the rate it needs to. Fun. Okay. Yeah, right. we've we've vaccinated about a third of our population now, I think, with the first dose. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think we've got uh, a good another like three quarters of the population of the country. No, way more than that, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, here in America, before we uh, get to that level. Um, yeah. It's a lot right now, but I mean, it's, it's yeah happening. I more mean, more like ten percent something like that they're just yeah. now letting people down to like the age of 60 get it here in our in our state yeah um do you think oh, things are going to be like pick up like pretty regularly because okay so this actually leads into a little bit of the news about what i wanted to bring up before anything else um so there was a solicitation for a comic book um event thing that was kind of planned for marvel uh it was going to be called dark hold which apparently was going to tie into wandavision it was going to be released mm. last year or something um, but they had to delay it because of uh, COVID, obviously. You know, there was that whole five months of uh, the delay with everything. Um, I feel like there's some people who are trying to, like, play catch up with stuff. But I feel like, you know, AMC, or not AMC, I'm sorry, Regal Theaters are still closed. Um, there's some of the comics, like, were picked up and then, like, immediately, like, cycled right. I mean, there was a whole period where it was, like, we're going to release a comic, like, something stayed on target and some things didn't like even within the different publishers like they yeah. had all of the black cat stuff that came, not black cat sorry black widow stuff that came out back in october right where the movie was supposed to come out but they were like we're definitely getting the movie out in november and then it didn't happen but you can't really cancel the uh printing like it's already print everything's already been printed and they some just send it out did. anyway Look at what happened with Tom Taylor's Dark Age. I mean, that was going to be what this... The real mixed bag. Yeah, it's a real mixed bag. I mean, it, it's just weird to see because there's so many things that were planned. I mean, the Taskmaster comic came out and then like I don't know anybody who read that. And then um, they did the uh, promotion for Dark Age, uh, Tom Taylor, which I forget who does the art on that. I think it's Ivan Coelho. Um in the uh, free comic book day comic uh not that long ago and now they're just like oh we, it comes out when it comes out which is weird because it's a comic book you know it's not a movie you would think of things that would be fine people would be like yeah i'm gonna go get a book i'm gonna go get a comic book yeah especially considering there have been events released in this time that have like comics have continued right it's, like it's weird that marvel have been like oh no we're gonna cancel these two events even though we've still got some stuff running we had king well, and black launch they didn't cancel it. They haven't announced a cancellation at all. Yeah, as but they just delayed it because of COVID, but that doesn't really yeah. make sense. Well, I mean, if it's that Tom Taylor is busy because he's doing Nightwing or whatever, and then he was doing Suicide Squad before that, I mean, that would be a reason. But instead, they're just, like, not talking about it. There's been a, there's been many a times, don't get me wrong, obviously, that the publishers, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a selection of stuff on my shelf that I'm looking at right now. Not even 
just the big two, like even with Image, where something just got delayed and then you think it would get canceled and then it just ended up getting pushed back. There was a whole period where Deadly Class, people were like, oh, like it must be uh, canceled. And then they picked up like three months later. Um, or maybe what was Deadly Class? Either way, I guess the thing I'm trying to say is that this industry, as much as I love it, doesn't have very good communication skills, it seems like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, at no, least when, like right at the beginning, you had diamonds just go, yeah, we're not shipping anything anymore. Because no, not of COVID. At all. Did you say that there was an interview actually about that? The guy, the head of diamonds said he doesn't regret a thing about it. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it really. I think that that was a fairly reasonable response to it. I think that when you're looking at the amount of people that were working in warehouses and in the printing uh, locations, I mean, it, it, it would make sense, right. To, say, hey, we want to make sure that we don't have like this super spreader event going on in our warehouses. I mean, the problem is now that like yeah, we've it, got people... It just sounded like there was a communication issue. Or something. No, there totally was. Just with like DC were like, okay, you're not shipping anything. Guess we're doing it ourselves. Then. It wasn't just that. Yeah, I don't like... think it was anything like uh, about not shipping stuff. I think it yeah. was just... Well, it wasn't just a combination. It was, it was a combination. I don't think there was of... a miscommunication. I think it was just like, you know... There was Screw a this, we'll do it ourselves with like the shipping itself um because not being comics had already started coming back by the time dc when kind of announced they were breaking DC off told very specifically they said we are we are we if you're not going to ship anything out we've already paid for some of the shipping can we at least like carry that over there was a question about money being spent for the shipping for the publishing of the, of the items themselves and then uh, diamond said no we're not going to refund anybody any of the money for these things like DC had oh, already had an issue with them for years, and a lot of pub Marvel. That, this, this is one of the reasons why Marvel, yeah, broke down. From every, Marvel was already burned before, so it's yeah. still surprising that DC split off on their own. Or I'm sorry, Marvel tried to have their own uh, printer. This in at the least 90s, makes, in at least makes sense because when they went and sought out different uh, printers, it was exterior. It wasn't something that they tried to dump a bunch of money into and then say, hey, we're gonna do it ourselves in house. We're gonna go to printers and distributors and we will go through them. And in a lot of ways, it made a lot of sense. I went to a store not that long into the uh, earliest part of the pandemic and they blamed their shutting down on uh, DC switching distributors and uh everybody having to look at a secondary distributor yeah i don't i don't think that that's i'm not really happy about dc splitting off it makes it harder to order things i mean in a way it does but at the same time they also gave an announcement they said hey we're going to stay with diamond for so and so months take this time to you know switch over to our new program but we are going to switch over and if you didn't switch over i mean that's your imagine if i said Hey, I'm going to break no, up. No, they you. still don't have a way of, you know, an easy way to order no. stuff. Like, you know, Diamond has their previews world and I can go on and I can say, you know, here's the Marvel stuff I want. Here's the image stuff, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, all that stuff that I want. There's not an easy way to do that for DC. I got to, you know, they send out a little like poster that you can, mm-hmm. you know, open up or you can look in the back of one of the comics. No, I'm but familiar with it. I still haven't developed a great way of ordering online. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I've, I've worked at two comic book stores. So, I mean, I know how, how it is. It's it's not... Their, their, their systems are 
really outdated. And I mean, for a lot of people in the industry, their attitude is if I can sell the comics in it, then that's all I really care about. And some people don't have a digital system at all. They still just rely on, you know, doing it by hand. Maybe they have PayPal or Clover or something, but the ordering itself is very unique. Some people have the Diamonds POS system, but it's, it's just not that impressive. And have you ever dealt with like a shipment from Diamond? Not personally. It sucks. Like it personally sucks. I've talked with people from Diamond and it sucks. Like they care about making sure that their customer service is important. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that they're, they're a company. They want to like reach out to you and care. I'm not saying that what they did with the pandemic was wrong. I, I actually think that what they did was the right move. I still think that they should have refunded people for the shipments that they were paid for. That yeah, they that, did. So. That's definitely weird. The, the owner of Diamond Distributors has always had a fucky history and they their attitude is essentially we're a monopoly. What are you going to do about it? We're the only yeah. ones you can go through. So yeah, that do, part's DC, not great, but... DC just said in turn, they said, you know what? Well, fine, then we're going to figure something else out. And then they figured it out. They had two distributors. Now they just have the one. Yeah, uh, this is the same. I, I This just reminds me of like uh, when Disney and Sony were fighting over uh, Spider-Man being in more MCU films. Mm. And everyone just basically said, hey, you guys knock that shit off. Yeah. Well, it's tiresome, right? Well, okay, so this is a really... I... <laughs> I, I basically got told a very polite, fuck you, we don't really care about like what your complaints are with the issues of this shipment of comics because they ship it um, in boxes, the diamond boxes, but they have all of the stacks of comics just kind of stacked on top of each other with maybe a layer of cardboard on some of the stacks, but they just stack the comics on top of each other. Yeah, I mean, you're There's not no... going to get a good, you know, there are, you're not going to get a good binding on any of these. No, no. I mean, like, they're always going to have the corners... So here's my exception. If you get a, a frayed spine, if you get a frayed corner, that's a shipment thing that's going to happen eventually. You can do, you can get that with something that you ship with bagging and boarding. That's fine. Yeah, but, but the they're all going to come out with that. It's 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 a, a fat stack of comics that they will send you of like 300 comics in a box. I'm being hyperbolic, and it doesn't they don't care they they just ship it to you and they just say hey, if it if it sucks it sucks sorry bud you know if you get the one in 200 the one in 500 variants they'll bag and board those but that's it but yeah. that's because that's their incentivized <laughs> stuff yeah where no i went are... uh so i went and picked up berserker today because yeah. uh the, i go to a couple different shops my main shop didn't i i may have overlooked it when i went in on wednesday mm -hmm. uh but i i took this up and they're like you know over there, like five feet away, they had just like, you know, a normal stack of comics. They had stacks of like the one in 25s, the one in 200s, just fat stacks of like the variant covers and all that. And they're like regular price. I'm like, I, I just yep. like the, the regular cover. I'll just take that, man. But they well, like they they had ordered so many, so many. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a pretty normal thing for some stores. Some stores will sell the full price yeah uh, of the variant cover like well, they're, they're running through and you know ordering just tons of comics tons of copies of each comic like yeah. my main store they basically order you know here's what everybody ordered we'll order that much and then we'll order a few more of each thing yeah like we we don't want to run with too much excess inventory 
that's the problem though, is that there is always going to be some sort of excess inventory. When I was working at the store, the last store that I worked at, the amount of uh, Wolverine, not Wolverine, it was like when Wolverine died and they had the whole team of like Sabretooth and everybody like the claws. Yeah, the death of Wolverine. Yeah, it was the post-death Wolverine uh, stuff. So they had all of those excess issues of Sabretooth on the cover and um, you know, anybody who was Weapon X oriented and nobody fucking bought that stuff. And so they just had to pick back room of things. And it then reminds it reminds me of the Star Wars number one from 2015. Like shops ordered hundreds of them. Oh my God. It, the prices got so inflated because it was selling so much. And now I could go online and find one for less than $5 mm-hmm. because everyone was just stuck with hundreds of them. Yep. The rates go just shoots 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 and then bam um, yeah i saw a of. set of um the x-men number one by jim lee i saw yeah. a set of all four of them with like the variant covers for like yeah stuff from i think it was 90s. like yeah i think it was like 15 dollars for all four of his covers yeah. that joined up and it's like that was the highest end comic ever that was like a collector's yeah, item at one point they and now they're like, off, oh, what, like eight million yeah they print off, million. they used to print off millions of those big event ones I will tell you this right now. I wouldn't even personally pay $15 for that selection of those four covers. Like with respect to, to Jim Lee and the team of everybody that was on that, I would not. There's just too many of them around that pay that much. There's so many. The overprinting issue is a massive issue. This is another reason why the value of some comics fell off so hard in the 90s is because of You can get a bunch of like image number ones. Like I saw people posting like, oh, I, you know, went through the back issues at my comic shop and I found the max number one. Yeah. I mean, I've, I had that exact same experience. I got one for 50 cents, perfect condition. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> my old home store uh, in Vancouver, Washington, uh, he, he used to buy in like large books because he had like 800 subscribers. He was getting huge. Um, and on the front of the counter where you would uh, go to check out the, the register, um, you would have a selection of some of those one in 25, one in 50, one in 100 variants. And he would just be like, yeah, they're like, the, the one in five variants or whatever, they'll be regular price, but the one in 100 variants, I'll charge you like 10 bucks for it, you know? Cause like, it's free. That's what the incentive for those variants there for is for, is that you get that free well, extra $100 you can just put into your bank and then that's it. That's the benefit for that. But uh, on the other hand, they're having to order more to get that incentive cover and they could be left with all the stock. Yeah, but they could thing. be left with all the stock. You say it's an extra $100, yeah. But if they're then left with, let's say it's three ninety nine issues, they're left with thirty or forty issues they can't sell. Yeah, it's not it's not extra money. They've broken well, even. No, but you could say that same thing about so many other. Anything. You can. I mean, you can say the same thing about if you invest in pins that you're making or t-shirts i mean just because it's a matter of like trying to read the audience the problem is that if you i had the store that immediately assumed that anything marvel will universally sell better than anything dc puts out to the point where they made zero effort to look into and understand anything dc whatsoever and i was the dc guy so they would they would be like oh tyler come on over and you know let's talk about what's going on with Batman or what's going on with Justice League or something. So I would just like spout it all out. But that was not the case when, especially after um, the Doctor Doom Secret Wars event and some of those DC sales started to skyrocket again. It goes up and down, sure, but 
I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, it's hard to predict how these things go, but I mean, the most you can do is just try not to be, try not to be uh, so pedantic about it, you know? Cause if you just assume that one publisher is gonna be universally better than the other, you just, that's just wrong. Yeah, like my most valuable comic or one of them is from Boom. So like- Oh, something is killing the children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's sort of, it's a popular publisher, but it's still one of the sort of B or C tier publishers. If you ask a normie about it, they're not going to have they any They have no clue. Yes. No, not at all. Exactly. And yet that's, it's like a $600 issue now. Is it really? Yeah. I looked on eBay the other day and issues one to 12 sold for $750. No, thank you. I will wait until that price falls <laughs> off, which yeah. it will. You know, I went and looked that was... for, uh, I, when I, you know, went to the comic shop today, I went and I just kind of checked out uh, Department of Truth to see what kind of is- back issues they had for that. And they didn't have any more of the number one issues, but they still had some yeah. of the number twos. Yeah, number one's going for about $50 now, I think, on eBay. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. With... How about the number two? I didn't check. I don't know. Hmm. But, um, I want to get with... a with something is killing the children number one though that was like a really small print run and it's ended up having like nine reprints yeah well they had some uh i mean they had some really cool covers for uh they had a variant for i think issue three of department of Mm -hmm. truth and it matched the uh artwork for uh this most recent issue so maybe that's where they got on board with uh whatever the artist was you remember when, uh, well, maybe you remember this, uh, Manifest Destiny, when they were first coming out, that yep. issue shot up to like 10 bucks because it was such a good story. Th- and then- I think that's how much I paid for my copy or for, nope, sorry. I paid like, I'm thinking of Outcast. I never got issue one of Manifest Destiny. Like a couple months after I couldn't find an issue one. Yeah. That one uh, started to fall off. It started to spike and then it fell off once they took that hiatus again, um, or that first hiatus. But the issue of Sacagawea uh, was the one I think that was Ooh. pretty, yeah, it was like the first appearance of Sacagawea. So that whole energy was uh, spreading around everywhere. But like you couldn't even get a second printing because people were buying it up so much. Now I can go into one of those back issue bins and they're like 50 cents to a dollar. It's just an inference. Shit falls off. You can't predict when these things happen. I mean, you can if it's going to be something that, oh, we're going to take a five-year fucking hiatus. But I mean, even then, the saga issues, fascinatingly, I mean, you can still buy a number one for 140 bucks. Well, I think you can order a uh, CGC-graded Department of Truth number one for $90. It's going to be 9.6 or higher. I mean, that's not bad considering it's cgc graded and you know you can order that on uh diamond there are so many stores that have speculator rules now uh the store that i interviewed just recently um talked about this and uh just in general talking about how you know if there's people who are going to come in and try to buy like 15 issues of that naomi number one they're like nope like they cut you off and they're like we want to make money we absolutely love that you want to buy this i you, I originally didn't pick up I originally didn't pick up Naomi because I'm not a big fan of Bendis. So it wasn't something I was really interested in. Sure. Then I read it digitally and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. And yeah. the issue ones were going on eBay for about 
a little under five hundred dollars. I I know. Yeah. Six and, six months okay. later, six months later, I picked up a collection on eBay of issues one to six, first printings, main covers, <laughs> for about I think it was twenty five ninety nine. Yeah, and that's not bad. Yeah, at all. And that was not even six months later. I don't. Think. I hate the speculator. And you know what? To an extent, they were right and and they were justified in wanting to buy up that stuff because now there's a TV show. But yeah, at the yeah. same time, read your fucking comics if you want to read your comics. Don't be an asshole and ruin it for everybody else who's just trying to. I I, I really stuff. like this uh, this co- this variant cover for issue four. I saw that. I saw you just sent it. That is very shop. nice. Um, I had this shop that I stopped going to entirely because I. Uh, you, you might cringe at this, so prepare yourself. So I went into the store and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm here to pick up my file. And then they're like, flip, flip, flip. And I'm, they're like, oh, I think you uh, are missing one. So they just literally look, look, and then they find someone else's file, pull that comic from their file. And then they put it in my Musical file. chairs, man. They handed it to me. And I'm like, why did you do that? They're like, because you're here to buy it. And I'm like, so the fuck what are you serious and i had to explain to them i'm like you 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 basically just served me food and then spat in it that's what you just did you offended me i'm like don't Eh. do that and you just you just took from another guy's file if you didn't have it for me that's fine i could have waited for it i understand that sometimes these things happen but that means that you probably didn't have my issue for that because they they gave your issue to someone else exactly (laughs) so in the end what are you doing like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I, I, I just closed up my account, like, right there. I'm like, no, like, not happening. I'm counting my comics, and I'm never coming back here. I'm disgusted by you. And then they went under. <laughs> oh. Comics is a weird uh, industry. It is. It's very Did we strange. we talk about uh, the news? There's not, like, any news going on this week. Yeah, the big bit of news was... Um... A new Supergirl series, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. By, is uh, an Tom eight, King. yep. Uh, written by Tom King, art by Bill Kisseveli. And it's an eight issue miniseries in continuity. Which is strange for King. It's not black label. It's not black label. It's a female led storyline, which I don't think I've ever read of his before. That's not that that's not no. to say that he's bad at writing women. I'm just not. I can't think of anything off the top of my head other than uh, Omega Men and Strange Adventures when it comes to female leads, you know? Um, Catwoman? Yeah. You know what? I think that this might be a challenge for him to try to um, step outside of himself and do something a little bit different. Yeah. So I'm for it. A, a lot of comments were like, oh, great, he's going to give Kara depression. <laughs> um, PTSD. PTSD. Every story. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the uh, like the synopsis for it sounds quite interesting. So it's um, Kara has seen some epic adventures over years, but has recently found her life without meaning or purpose. Here she is, a young woman who saw her planet destroyed and was sent to Earth to protect a baby cousin who ended up never needing her. What was it all for? Wherever she goes, people only see her through the lens of Superman's fame. I mean, um, that's pretty. That sounds like depression right there. Sounds very realistic. It sounds very. Yeah. But I think it's it works for a character because she was told like you're gonna look after this baby, yeah. And then now she's always his little cousin, yeah. 
and I think it is an interesting dynamic of what does this do to a person. I mean, I'm going to pick it up because it's king, yeah. obviously, but I also, I mean, back when I was first collecting comics, Supergirl's uh, Mahmoudis Rar uh, stuff was the stuff from the New 52. That was the stuff that I really wanted to buy. I loved that stuff. If it wasn't for the art, it was because I was just interested in seeing um, this character that I, I, I didn't know anything about because I was getting, I was just getting into comics. I mean, you know about Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. You don't know about dark hawk you don't know about some of these offshoot uh characters that exist and if you do you've probably heard about them because of the main characters so it'll be nice to see a supergirl story like this do you remember um there was a uh supergirl storyline that crossed over with uh, the red lanterns in uh New i never read it but I, i'm aware of it it was this weird format where you could buy the issue of itself of the comic itself i think it was like issue um 20 or 30 or something like that it, no it was 30 yeah um, it was the 30s. so you would buy the comic and the front the, the one side would be supergirl and then you would flip it over and it would be the red lanterns issue i remember they did that with green lantern as well yeah you'd flip it and it would be they they haven't i haven't seen them do it since um well, lately was it be split like, in half or was, was it just like idea. here's an alternate no, no, cover no. on the back no, no, like you flipped it and it was two comic books literally in one. But yeah, for the I've seen of- them do that for like uh, free comic book day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I was just thinking, uh, shit, it wasn't, so- wasn't that long ago that they did that. But this was like a comic book comic book, not like yeah. a special day comic, you know? Yeah. Uh, a weird like choice, I guess. I don't know if they ever did that. Uh, the free comic book day version that I, you know, I'm thinking of a lot of different ones, but the one that really stuck out to me was uh, uh, Incorruptible, Irredeemable. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. That was... Oh, um, wait. Um, yeah, I do. Murka. Right? Murka. Murka and Dolpho. Fairly recent. Uh, no, it was maybe about a decade back. Oh, okay. Uh, from uh, 2009 to 2012. Yeah, Peter Krause and Barreto. Hmm. Those are the artists. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Mark Wade. Really? Cool. Yeah, incorruptible and irredeemable. So it's basically like the bad guy. It. You remember Mega Mind? Yeah. It's basically like that, where the bad guy becomes the good guy, and the good guy becomes the bad guy. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, they're both. Yeah. Uh... Hey, did anything happen with <laughs> with the announcement of Mark Wade coming over to DC again? Well, he did that story in the last stories of DCU. Yeah, but like since then, nothing announced. Okay. But look at his bibliography. Look at his bibliography. Well, I'm going to pick up the Tom King storyline. Who is this artist? Yeah. I don't know. Them. She did a few issues of... Um, a few issues of most recent Detective Comics. She also did issue seven of... Um, Greg Rucker's Wonder Woman run. Where mm-hmm. it was like the origin of... Barbara Ann. Mm. Yeah, she's done a few bits here and there. Did you guys see that there was an announcement for the Batgirls comic book coming out? I'm not an, surprised. An announcement or a confirmation? 
Uh, it might be a confirmation, uh, the Joshua Williamson Matt Girls thing. Yeah. I mean, we basically got a preview of all of that in Infinite Frontier. Yeah. And I was surprised that it wasn't more of like an official announcement before because it didn't, I haven't seen anything as far as like a solicitation, but I mean, it yeah, seems like a. Can you imagine how many extra pages that would take? You know, pay another $2 to see all of the announcement pages for each of the series teased in this Infinite Frontier. I guess I was picturing more of like a. I know that artist. Yeah. Okay. Minerva. Yeah. yeah that was did. a really good story. It was. Uh, she did yeah. the cover for the Supergirl stories. It's the same artist okay, doing cool. the cover as the interior. Okay. She draws very nice hair. <laughs> which is a weird thing to say, but she does. Not really. You know who uh, uh, does... Really, it's not that weird. I, you know who does a... Uh, who does really good hair? Preston. Yes, but also um, Stuart... I was going to say Stuart Eminem. Eminem? Yeah, Imini. He did uh, a little bit of Spider-Man at the end with uh, Dan Slott, and his hair was just perfect every single scene. Uh, I still, you saying that reminds me, I still <laughs> need to read Plunge. Uh, whoever was doing Superman back in the 90s and drawing the Superman with a mullet. Wasn't hey. much Dan Jerkins drawing and writing. <laughs> hey, the mullet was in back then. We all had a mullet. It was. Back. He was all business. Yeah. <laughs> all business. Maybe some party. Yeah. Oh, what Stuart Immonen. Stuart Immonen actually did draw the super mullet back in the 90s. Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Uh, what else is going on in news? There's been mostly a bunch of reborn stuff going on. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff to talk about, but well, I should talk about the Darkhold thing. Um, so uh, we mentioned earlier that. Spoilers there was... for WandaVision. Spoilers for WandaVision. Yeah, at this point, I'm just going to say, uh, if you haven't watched it, don't bother. It's a shit. It's, it's a pile of shit. Oh, do watch it. Just don't go with, uh, don't expect, you know, your typical MCU go, thing. Just, yeah, go in with lower expectations. Watch it for itself. Yeah. Don't, don't watch it for how it's going to tie in to everything I, else. I saw someone say that the most disappointing thing about WandaVision was that it didn't deliver on anything that it didn't promise. <laughs> because it was well, all the fans there was like Paul theorizing stuff. and uh, yeah but like a lot of the theories came from the fans and it all got blown up and yeah yeah anyway heroes reborn take it away well, so this this whole dark hold event apparently oh, dark hold, sorry. Was, you're fine it was a uh i was announced like a year ago for a planned june last year 2020 debut uh, and then we're going to do that whole Alpha Omega thing off of one, number one, Omega, number oh, one. I hate that. I fucking hate that shit. I don't know why I hate it so much, but I do. And I hate that I hate it so much. Um, it was going to be a seven-part magic-themed uh, Marvel Comics event with uh, the Scarlet Witch assembling a team of superheroes to fight Doctor Doom, who had uh, rediscovered the, uh, the book, uh, The Darkhold, um, which is... Um, can't even remember the it's an elder god book basically it's basically like the uh necronomicon in a way and it was going to be dr doom discovers it they enter the dimension they got to fight him do the whole thing and then something about men people going insane and then wizards and 
it was going to be written by Steve Orlando with artist um, Cyan Tormi. Uh, I think I said that Kean. right. Kean. 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 I is that an Irish name? Yeah. That's why I'm terrible at this. Uh, don't trust Sean. He, I'm I Irish. What he's talking about. You're I'm Irish. Irish. Talking about. Irish. I'm Irish. Fifty percent. I'm like my dad was born and raised in Ireland. You were not born and raised in Ireland. No, my dad was. No, well, that doesn't count. Because <laughs> I said so. I'm legally a citizen. Are you really? Ah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank were, you. When were you born? 97. Was, was your that... dad part of the Troubles? Not that I'm aware of. No, I, was bo- I was born in England, but because of my parentage, I'm entitled to a, or I am a Irish citizen. Fair enough. So I'm still a member uh, of the EU, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I don't really know if I'm excited about something like this, but I mean, I probably it's would have. It's written by Steve Orlando, so don't be excited. Go in I expecting mean, the bare minimum. Uh, like I've said you before, might, you might be happily surprised. What, like I've said before, with Steve Orlando, I've at least picked up. Uh, I number one and really enjoyed it. I can't say that I've read an entire series of his yet. I'm gonna hold off. My what number one did you really enjoy? Um, it was a DC title a long while back. I think it was that Justice League of America one. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot actually. Oh, I bought that and hated it. The number one? Yeah. I liked it. I uh, I didn't read anything else, but I, so I didn't like it enough to fall in love with it and then pick up the series obviously which obviously got cancelled but I liked the number one from what I remember it, yeah the series didn't really go anywhere they just that's unfortunate yeah um, most of the news this week is t- people revolve around speculation with what's going on with um, you know WandaVision but I just don't really want to even get into that I will no, say we, this though, if discussed... you are a big fan of the show or you want to be a big fan of the show or you want to not be a basic bitch Come check out our channel and check out some of the discussions we have about WandaVision. We did one every week. Um, shameless plug. And discreet, subtle. <laughs> uh, there is one thing I got to say about this Heroes Reborn stuff um, because that's the majority of the news here. Um, they did another fucking thing with Spider Gwen, except it's now uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, basically, she's Batgirl. And I'm just so tired of people doing this with with Gwen Stacy. I just, I'm gonna be like that guy in that old YouTube video. Leave Gwen Stacy alone. I'm tired of this shit. Like, leave the fuck alone. This whole fucking thing is tiresome. Now she's mm-hmm. bouncing around in between her, her reality and the other. And oh, I she- saw her flying with. Uh, well, she was probably swinging, but Captain Marvel was flying. That was a recent issue. Who knows, man? There was that whole like. Gwendolized covers like series of events that they did. Remember when there was like a Wolverine, uh, Gwen, there was a Captain America, Gwen, like Gwenpool, but Gwenpool picked up. Did they do a Gwenum? They did a series of Gwenum, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say if they they didn't do that, they missed a trick with that name. I I will say this actually, something that I was really surprised by was uh, how much I enjoyed the most recent King in Black uh spider gwen carnage uh fight that just happened it's actually pretty good yeah i'm surprised gwenum's from um, like 2015 2016 
Wenham is from 2017, I think, um, because her suit oh, is no, 2018, yeah. whatever. Okay. Um, her Time suit is, is uh, a construct. Um, her suit's still technically made up of like living spiders, and like that's how it's like translated. I don't, I don't understand it, but it's comic books, so that's fine. Um, the big news is that Berserker, the comic book that has come out this week, uh, written, uh, co-written by Keanu Reeves and, uh, Andy Schmidt, or is it oh, Schmidt? Matt Kent. Matt Kent. Matt Kent. Sorry. I was thinking about Crime Syndicate. Um, has sold 600,000 copies? Over 600,000 copies. Over 600,000 copies. Well, they ordered 600,000 copies. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Very good point. Boom sold 600,000 copies. Whether the comic shops did is another story. That is a completely separate thing. That's a really good point. Um, I have no idea how much uh, they actually sold, but I am impressed. Well, the, the only reported figures are from the from Image and this, uh, from Diamond even. Yeah. This we'll actually into ties that. into that conversation we were having right just uh, at the beginning of the video or the audio about... Um, uh, everybody hyping up Star Star Wars number one in 2015. Yeah, because this is the highest selling single issue, except for Star Wars, in 30 years apparently. Which is for insane. independent stuff. Yeah, independent well, first issue. The, the article doesn't specify that. It does say um, when we the one you sent us. It was talking about like it does say the first the, issue. This week sees the biggest launch for an original comic book series in decades. Original. Yeah, but then it okay. says um, Berserker received more than 600,000 orders, making it the biggest single comic issue in 30 years outside of Marvel's Star Wars number one. Yeah, hmm. which it's not really an original thing. Hmm. That's a weird metric. Yeah, but it, to it, it, it says compare it's been... it to Marvel's Star Wars. No, but it's two parts. The first bit says it's the biggest launch for an original comic series. And then the next yeah. part says it's the highest selling single issue outside of Star Wars number one in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did yeah. you guys... Well, actually, do you want to talk about it now or do you want to wait until we actually get into the discussions? Yeah, let's go straight into... Do we have any more news? I didn't see anything going on this week. I mean, the, the no, big news we've, is we've people got... are talking... More about the whole Bendis uh, cover stuff going on with HBO Max. David Max has talked about how he's started working on that. Um, he's really excited about it. Um, there's more hype going on around the Department of Truth uh, being made into a TV series. Yeah, we mentioned um, that last week, I think, or the week before, because Tynan yeah, was teasing but, it on Twitter. I mean, you know how people are. People are talking about yeah. it more on social media. So now it's like in the news now, and it's like this whole dumb thing. But every, yeah. everything I looked up was pretty much that um there is still people really hyped up about jeff johns doing the uh, second issue of uh black hammer visions which again i do recommend you guys check out that book it it's, a very it's on the list i'll get to it at some point in my life i'm sure if this doesn't sell this to you let me let me pitch this is second issue that's coming out jeff johns is taking the superheroes uh superheroes air quotes uh from that universe and then mixing like 1980s slasher horror where this kid runs away from like the serial killer and then ends up in uh, in the Lady Dragonflies, Miss Dragonflies uh, 
warehouse or something and it's just like this idea of two universes meeting in one and it's jeff johns do i have to have read black hammer to pick up a single issue um i think that if you haven't read anything about black hammer and then you picked up black hammer visions number one you're going to be really confused um as far as the secondary one though it doesn't strike me as one that you would need my only recommendation, at least, is read the, at least the first six issues of Black Hammer. It, it's on the list. I think I've even... Yeah, it's on the list. I'll get to it at some point. Yeah, okay. Um, these... Uh, King in Black is ending uh, next month, I believe. Uh, so the fallout from that's going to be happening here pretty soon. I'm still speculating that um, Donny Cates is going to be like reveal some sort of like a big venom thing going on with Ryan Stegman and it's going to be like a ha ha there'll be like whether they take over Spider-Man or something like I think the story is going to continue in some form I don't believe that they're going to do Spider-Man right now and the reason why is because there's still quite a bit of stuff that Nick Spencer's very, very clearly there, there could do. be a break it could be like Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman will return summer 2021 I think that it's going to be another or it could be a captain universe whatever it is if there's another 20 issues of this nick spencer run i feel like that's when it's going to be like the end of it um they could do what tom taylor did with friendly neighborhood spider-man and then just do number one what you mean cancel it without telling him and let him find out on twitter god that's so (laughs) fucked up that happened man my brother had the same thing happen to him he found out that his girlfriend broke up to him when we were looking at through Facebook. It's like, oh, I didn't know you guys broke up. It says right here. What? That sucks. Ouch. That it was a long time ago. That was back when Facebook was new, you know, in like 2007. I want to write a letter of I'm sorry to him just from hearing that story. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, I guess that means that we can jump into discussion because uh, it's been a really light week for news. Yeah. So, yeah, Berserker number one, Keanu Reeves, Matt Kinn, and art by Ron Garney. Just a reminder Jumping today, right into Sunday, Berserker. March, Sunday, March 7th, uh, as we are reading this, uh, we have had a big stack of comics this week. So, um, take that with a grain of salt while we're reading this. Um, I also finally got a lot more of my comics this week, so I was able to read. Yay. Oh, that's why you have a fat stack. Dude, I, I I've been reading three weeks worth of comics. Yeah, that, that was yeah, my I've stack got a, this week. Look at that. Yeah, I've got a I've got a medium stack. It's only four right there, but they're thick. Yeah, I've got six. My stack was three times yours. Got your guys combined. Use guys. Use guys combined. So yeah. yeah, we can talk about this. Let's uh let's talk about the team here. We got uh Keanu Reeves co-writing with Matt Kent, and then art by Ron Garner. I like right? Matt Kent. I've not like read a lot Keanu by Reeves. him, but I've liked what I've read by Kent so far. The few things I have. I need to read more I of his independent up a, stuff. Uh, I picked up a... Uh, I, I don't know if it ever was re- released as like single issues. I just picked up the graphic novel trade paperback hardback. It was called Revolver. You told me about that about... I was going to say six months ago, but it was a lot I think I've mentioned it before. Yeah, where the guy have. gets like a head injury or something. And he basically keeps going back and forth between his reality and an alternate reality. And it's like every single day he switches back and forth. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's from like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Before like mind management. 
One second, Josh. Can you just go away for a second? Sean, can you come here for a second? Sean, can yes. You come here for Hello. Hello. Hey. Where Where do I find the button to kill Josh? Is there anywhere like that we can just like kill him? It's on the call, right? The, the big red button. The big red button. Okay. That one says orgasm. I don't want to touch that. <laughs> what happens Jesus if I press Christ. that? Don't. Hey, we were just talking about um taxes. Anyway, I need to do that. Yeah. You're Ta behind, my dude. No represent no taxation without representation, Sean. We'll throw America. your tea in the harbor. America. You bastard. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, what did you guys think of this book? I really liked it. All right. Really? They picked me. I I got it. They had me on the first page when they had Keanu. The on sad the Keanu meme. Yeah. And then they lost me when it was just absolute carnage. Like that was okay. Yeah. And then I started picking up on the discussion, going back and forth. And then they got me again. And then they had me through the end. And then we get to the very end of the comic, and they're just like, "They got me. I'm in. I, I'm all in." This is so awesome. Uh yeah. Okay. I mean, I, like, I there's for, no part of for me. what it is. It was a lot better than I expected. I was like, Keanu Reeves is writing an action book. It's going to be. But I had yeah. it was a lot of fun to read. This was uh this was a very I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this considering <laughs> how overdone this feels in a lot of ways. But I mean I did enjoy it. It's uh Ron Garney on art, so why the hell wouldn't I enjoy a Ron Garney book? Yeah, this um, artwork suits the style of this book perfectly. Mm -hmm. It reminds I, me of a a mix between like Frank Miller and Ramita Jr. Yeah, I, I there were certain parts that did remind me of John Ramita Jr. But mm, not I mean not as blocky. From, they're from the same era, so I mean I I can see why you would think that. Um but it's definitely it's, it's the guy who It's like Saruman us Gandalf. It's like I am Saruman as he is supposed to be. I am John Ramita Jr. as he is supposed to be. Do you With um, half decent faces? When they did the Marvel stuff with uh, Black Suit Daredevil? That was Frank Miller stuff, wasn't it? No, this was very recent. Oh, the Charles Soule stuff. Yes, this is that same artist. Oh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Ron Garney's been around forever, man. His uh, Whenever he draws Batman, that's also a really great... Uh, I can imagine. Art. Um. So my initial thoughts going into this was this was a very another kind of wolverine ripoff book uh or yeah and um, it reminds me of the old guard as well yeah. old guard bloodshot i mean it's the it's a really tired story about yeah a warrior uh, who can't die you know and oh yeah <laughs> he's you just ever, like uh, see the movie you ever see the movie man from earth no no that's that's it's like a uh it's almost like a black box play uh it's on amazon prime it's like maybe an hour and a half two hours if that but i i really like it uh okay. you know it's basically you know some professor is like suddenly moving away all of his colleagues come to his house they basically sit around he's like well you know they're trying to come up with a reason for why he's leaving he goes well what if you know i tell you guys a story like what if i'm you know the oldest man alive i've never died you know here's all these things you know try and prove me wrong kind of thing Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. 
I, um... I did like about this is his healing is an instant. So as you were mm-hmm. going through the yeah. action sequence and he was getting more and more injured, yeah, in each panel, like the this, injuries uh... remained. Yeah. yeah, they use all this technology to bring him back really fast. Like, if it wasn't for that technology, maybe it took him like months or years to reheal yeah, after he, he you could know, heal being utterly destroyed. I he's been burned at the stake. He's been sliced. He's diced at Julian's fries. He, he's literally at the end of the action sequence. He's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, missing a nose. I mean, you name it. He's like everything. That yeah, could like around. his face is burnt off. I feel like there is a lot of commentary that I've seen in books like this where it's the story about a very, very, very violent man who's just used as a weapon um, all the time. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of that same message, which is that if there's a way to utilize man as a weapon, then there will always be a people who want to utilize man as a weapon, which I think is a very good point to make. But I thought the most interesting thing that I thought was about this story was when you think about like a very like hyper masculine kind of character, I mean, you're going to think about a very caveman-esque kind of guy and then he's got the full beard and long hair. I mean, look at Wolverine when he was living out in the woods, right? And then at the end of this, spoiler revealed, by the way, for the end of this book, you find out he was in fact a caveman. I just like, I kind of wanted to laugh because I was like, all right, like they're just going to be as ridiculously hyper-masculine about this as possible. You know, super, I'm just waiting for him to just like lay pipe on that scientist at this point. I, I just know it's going to happen. I, I hope we get some scenes of him back in Caveman Times because the aesthetic yeah. looked really cool in that final page. Yes. Agreed. I thought and, that was really yeah. cool. But yeah, um, one thing I want to point out is he is being cloned. They're creating a super army out of him. Yeah, they cut He's off like, a piece whatever. Of his just help me to die, and you can have whatever you want. Yeah, there is one panel where they do slice off his finger and drop it in something that says Gen Clone. Yeah, and then obviously he does mention you can have your super soldiers. Just let me yeah. die. This is the thing about a book like this is that if you are going to do a story like this, you have to find a way to make this unique. And so far, they found at least one one niche thing that's made this unique, which is that he is like a caveman esque character, and he's, he's Keanu that Reeves. Life. Yeah, that is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, I feel I, like... Yeah, you guys should definitely watch Man from Earth. Okay. It's it's similar to this, but also the opposite, because there's no action at all. And this is okay. hyper-action. I find it interesting that everybody assumes that if they had the ability to live forever, that they would just, like be a war like a, a fucking super god who would just go around and fucking just tear well, i mean that's all they knew for thousands of years even the being like no i think in man from earth he's like maybe fourteen thousand years old they say eight thousand years old in this old guard she's what eighty thousand eighty thousand yeah oh i thought he said eight thousand nope eighty thousand yep he's old oh he's literally a yeah. man that was the that's what 80, my thousand. He was a fucking There's just one Y changes things just a little bit, <laughs> just a tiny little bit. Switch, just, just go just a little 80, bit. 80,000 years ago, yeah. I read this too fast. Uh-huh. It, was, it was a really Keanu, fast Keanu, read. Keanu, it's, I'm done. it's like that's 40 fun. plus pages, but like, Thick. it was such a quick read. Um, yeah, like. It, it's I, a lot of fun to why. read. 
um yeah it's a lot of fun to read like it's not doing it's not like some deep like it's not some like really it's deep fun. yeah it's not tom king yeah it's not doing some like very like meta conceptual story that makes you reevaluate your life it's like here's uh, yeah, some yeah. fun action with some art that perfectly captures it this is I who think, keanu is i think that if you had made He's this. telling us his life story, guys. This, yeah, this is this... Keanu's biography. <laughs> Holy it's shit, why he looks right. so good. Have you seen that picture so from like the 17 or 1800s? It's just Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like this story would have felt a little bit different if Bloodshot hadn't already existed in the in the in the world. Um, oh, is that that uh, Vin Diesel movie? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, eventually every every publisher wants to have a character who's got their own Wolverine. Boom's got this guy. Valiant's got Bloodshot. Well, this AC was apparently has... Keanu Reeves' pitch. Mm-hmm. Really? He was the one who pitched this story. Yeah. And I can't think of Valiant comics without thinking of like Prince Valiant. I can't think I can of ne- Valiant I've comics. never read a Valiant comic ever. Hmm. Uh, there's actually Harbinger is really good. Actually, I really enjoyed Harbinger. Uh, that's the stuff that I would recommend. Um, yeah, Keanu also said he would one day like to play this character in a movie. Sure. I don't understand why when he got offered the role of Wolverine multiple times. Oh, he, would... he doesn't have the acting ability for Wolverine, let's be honest. I mean, no, but I would have been I would enjoy He's Canadian, he's got you know the long black hair. I think the problem is that the only thing is that he's too he's tall. not and he's not bulky enough. Top quiz. How tall is Wolverine in the comics? Five four. Five five. Man, you guys were close. Five foot three. Mm-hmm. Jesus. He's yeah. as tall as my wife. He's itty bitty. I saw a fan casting that said Daniel Radcliffe should play him. And I was like, that's actually <laughs> not a terrible fan cast. Like he's got the right height. He's kind that's of a little stocky. Yeah, somebody said that years ago. I, I don't think that Daniel Radcliffe's that great of an actor though. Whatever, man. Whatever, bro. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to add about the book? Um, I'm gonna keep reading it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll I'll yep. pick up issue two. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is it worth the six hundred thousand copies hype that it got? I don't know, but yeah. Well, we'll see what the drop off is. Eventually, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Maybe they're only gonna sell like you know a hundred thousand copies next issue. I mean, it's not even just with comics like this. It happens with Batman. It happens with yeah, uh, everything. Spider-Man. I mean, it happens with all of these guys. The number one sellout. I mean, I kind of heard about this, but it flew so under the radar for me. Ow. It's been talked about I don't know. So all anybody wants to talk about on social media is how much they're like, oh, Keanu. <sighs> social media? What's that? Oh, yeah. We forget oh, Josh, right. is a cave- Josh is also a caveman. <laughs> yeah, I also, we should clarify to the audience, um, he works for the CIA, so everything that he does on social media is tracked. Shit, so, where's that death button? I gotta... <laughs> the orgasm button now. And for you, for you forget. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what's next? Thank Doctor you. Terra number one, Scott Snyder, this, Tony F. Daniel. I loved this. Yeah, I okay, went into this. Reminds me of some other things, too. Yeah, I went into this with a very negative mindset, expecting to hate it because I've not been impressed with a lot of Snyder's recent stuff. Agreed. They could have done with a better cover. It's a mediocre it's, cover. 
it's it's a generic Tony S. Daniel cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with respect to Tony Daniel, you're I talented. Love, he's an artist. Movie. Yeah, I love him as an artist. His but... art is better than the cover. Yeah, that's why I was confused about it. the cover. Is not very um, motivating, but the story is great. I res- I thought this was great. It yeah, yeah. they definitely set it up. Uh, what what the hell is a PM? Just the time. Post meridian. Yeah. It means they're, they're, they're they mean to say that because it's in uh, darkness and everlasting darkness. What yeah, they mean they're just to say keeping track of like the years and time, but in hours. Yeah. So 13 p.m. means 14 years after. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of picked up on that, but she's talking about I was in my own p.m. of my own. Well, remember because she said that she was born with like. Yeah, uh, it's just a weird terminology thing that they just you know throw out there and just. If they ever it. make a movie of this, they need to get Tom Hardy to play her. Because he was born in the darkness, molded by it. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. With he all didn't my see the heart. light until he was already a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kids are dicks to each other, but who's gonna be like, "Oh, the sun, all the light is gone now. I'm just gonna fuck up your drawing." Well, yeah, no, it wasn't. Shit. Remember when he said that the reason why he did that was because he wanted to be more realistic. So this actually yeah. like set me off a little bit because it it reminded me of uh, a moment in my childhood when I like berated my little brother because he took crayons and a bunch of stuff in one of my old uh, cartoon books i had this like looney tune book that had like the buttons on the side that you could press to make noise mm-hmm. and i used to draw all the time um and he scribbled in like all of the pages and i'm like freaking out on him like why'd you do that and his response was because i wanted to be an artist like you <sighs> i know oh, i know it my heart I think about yeah. it today and I want to like, I want to like, I think about things too, man. <laughs> That's what the scene reminded me of where it's just like kids are just like kids, you know, they're going to do dumb shit and they're going to say, yeah, we, we've had a lot of talk of family on this episode. Like we've had Josh's brother getting dumped on Facebook, me actually being secretly Irish and your brother <laughs> trying to copy you and be an artist. Sean, are you My an brother only child? to be a good brother? Sorry? And then now are you an only child, Sean? I've got an older sister. Ah, I'm sorry. Thank you. Was she born in Ireland? No. Oh, thank God. Okay, you're safe. Never mind. <laughs> Why? We, we won't get into it right now. I'm okay. just, let's just say I'm watching Dairy Girls and I have a lot of opinions about Irish women now. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about Irish travelers, but I won't get into that either. Irish tra- Oh, gypsies? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're you're from the UK. I expect you to have a lot of racism. Yeah, the one thing that unites us in Europe is our mutual hatred of gypsies. It's it's a uh, known thing. Everybody talks about that. Yeah. If if the Brexit Remain campaign had like focused on like, but the EU hate gypsies too. Like we're the same, 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 but different. <laughs> we we might we might have voted to Remain, but yeah. Apparently, anyway, gypsy, gypsy is considered a slur now. Yeah, Romani. Everything considered a slur. Jesus Christ. Well, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because gypsy isn't an actual race, right? Like, it's just a name, like, associated with people who travel a lot, right? Actually, there's a little story here. When, like, the Romanies used to travel, they were originally... People used to think they originated from Egypt, which is where the term gypsy comes from. It was a derogatory term for Egyptian travellers. 
even though they came from Romania. Yeah, I did not know that at all. That's Bag where the term originates from. So is that Scum. racist? I'll believe that. I don't know. It's, it's not race against Egyptian people because it just sort of got adopted to mean traveler. But eh. I don't know. People get well, offended about everything nowadays. No, no, no. I guess what I'm asking is like, okay, so like, for example, the, and I hate when people say this, but the American Indian, and I'm using air quotes here, but because I don't, I hate using that term, the American Indian versus like real Indians. I hate using, I hate, I hate even having to differentiate. Native Americans. I actually now there's a uh, oh is that offensive portion. too? No, it's not considered offensive. It's considered whitewashing um, by some uh, original peoples. I, I call them um, first Americans at this point. True Americans um, or like, yeah, native means original. No, I can't. But, can't and keep there, up. I there's can't keep up always going to be people terms. who are going to be offended by some dumb bullshit. So yeah. the argument that I heard was that native sounds. Um, like their cavemen or something or barbaric and i'm like i i mean i guess i used the Not word really? savage i know i used the word savage to describe a bear like a tattoo of a back piece of a bear holding an axe uh actually i didn't even use the word savage somebody else did and i thought that that was funny somebody called her out uh and said that savage is a derogatory use to uh word used to just to to slur against natives and then they sent me a link on wikipedia to 1800s racism and i'm like what like you can't be real and then i got kicked off of facebook for it i don't care let's talk about not terror <laughs> yeah <laughs> so rant. anyway a bunch of people in the back of a semi look like they go into a rave you know you gotta <laughs> yeah, you gotta get, stay lit you gotta stay lit uh, literally always turn into a zombie of some sort yeah. but you know yeah, if I if had you... to make do with whatever was around me I don't think I'd look like I was going to a rave especially 13 years later are you kidding if I was living in the apocalypse all I want to do is look like I'm ready to go to a rave yeah, they I don't think everyone's that. going to I don't have that style sense man we know it's okay I, I'm going to look like I raided a Lowe's no, you're going to look like you... Listen, do me a favor. Get your handy-dandy notebook out. Really write this down. Can you sing me the song about how you got a letter? What? Hmm? Oh, from Blue's Clues? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the audio listeners right now, he's dancing on the camera. Yeah, no, um, it's the colors are all off on my screen. I'm actually, you know, dressed as Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's definitely red. Uh huh. Definitely like it's like uh, the dress. What dress? We're getting off track again. Not blue and black or white and gold. Listen, we gotta stay lit during the apocalypse, literally and metaphorically, in order to survive. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. They they established that if you remain in darkness for several hours, you'll start to get infected by this something. Yeah, yeah. you this, start um, mutating which I thought was fucking cool. And then they started showing some of the creatures and then they explained like some of the fungi mixed with like bats or some shit. Um, and like that there were some, cre- yeah, exactly. Bats. Some- Remember yeah, they specified that they some have, of the animals crossed The bug birds? Yeah. No, I was making a pandemic joke. Like, oh God, it's the pandemic. Yeah, they're yeah. called shades, which are monstrous versions of various creatures. Which was really cool. Tony Daniel does a really good job of making monsters. Yeah, this okay. is some of the best art I've seen from him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like 
when he uh, was doing those uh, end issues of Batman from like 713 or prior, those were really good as well. But this With is Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, this, that was good. But this is a decade this, later. This is dramatically better. Like it stands out so much more. Do you remember there was a I cover? I really of, liked his... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say there was a cover where it was Batman holding the black mask. And that always stands out in my mind um, with Tony Daniels' art. But go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, he did the first five issues of Justice League Rebirth. And he did... Right. The way he drew Flash in that was really good. It was the only good thing about the book was his drawing of Flash. You know, I wanted really badly to enjoy that a lot more than I really did. And I don't understand what happened with it. But... it they put Brian Hitch on it, who was a very, very... He's an artist. He's not I like a writer. him. I think he's a great artist. I love the way that he draws stuff. Yeah, but he's not a writer. Uh, I've not read any of his actual writing, so I don't have an opinion on it. Well, he wrote the Justice League stuff. I know that. I just yeah. I never really got a chance to read his stuff. You know, just like, oh wait, did he actually write it with Tony Daniel? He wrote it. Tony Daniels did the art. Oh yeah, it was really mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, which was unfortunate. Um, what do you? Josh, you were saying that you feel like you've read something like this before. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I've read something uh, exactly like this. Uh, Donny Cates released a new issue one a couple of months ago on Panel Syndicate called The One You Feed, which was literally like Earth is in Eternal Darkness. There's yeah. a city of light they built. And this character has to go out and fight monsters in the darkness. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I'm not sure if it reminded me like the hundred, uh, maybe kind of like I see a little bit. We of live, yeah, a yeah. little bit of we live. Uh, uh, I, I can't think of it off the tip of my tongue of what yeah. exactly it was. I've read other books, you know, where the world is plunged the last into of darkness. Us. Yeah, yeah. I feel it, like this has a, more of like it feels a inspired trip. by a lot of different things. Yeah, I feel like there was a bit of a Mad Max vibe with this. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of stuff in here that felt like it was borrowing from certain elements, but maybe it's all stuff that I really like because I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, this is a different kind of fun to Berserker. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'm still waiting to see like, what kind of weirdness happens with this because it's Scott Snyder, but I'm definitely curious I, to see how it goes. It's going to go big, but I hope he reigns it in. Yeah, me too, because when he goes too far out, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because when he sticks like a smaller scope, that's when he can really focus and make it work. But when he he has a habit recently of just going too big and it loses its direction completely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we find out that this girl. Do we? What was her name? I think it's Val. Uh, no, her brother's. Val. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, we find out that her brother has been infected by the darkness virus thing, the mutation. His gums are going black and the blood transfusions isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. I still didn't really answer the question of where he was. Just here. No, remember she was asking that to like to, to have a bond with him. That wasn't like a questioning, like, tell me where you were. It was a it was a question. Oh, it seemed like where were you the other night kind of thing? Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, it was the other like night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um yeah, no, that would make uh, I don't sense. know if she was asking metaphorical, like, where were you on that day? Because she talks yeah, about she was. where you were. Yeah, because she was sitting right next to him. But they say, yeah. 
Yeah, she means a different. Like she's like people saw you sneak out. Where were you? Yeah, there's that. Hmm. So yeah, this okay. is, that was when he got infected. I'm gonna pick yeah. up issue too. I'm interested to see. I how feel this like goes. that had something to do with the uh, other place, uh, Tipton falling. But it, I don't know how you yeah. sneak out and go to Tipton when it's far away. I sneak out and destroy cities all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. On foot. Yeah. He could have driven. Maybe. All right. Maybe. So this comic uh, started off as a Kickstarter. So he did it as Kickstarter first. And it was originally called Nocturnal, not Nocterra. No, it says. Uh... Yeah, no, you... Nocturnal. Yep. Yeah. Formerly Nocturnal. Uh, the first arc is six issues. Shocker. Mm-hmm. So I this will have other arcs eventually, probably. Hopefully, we know how many I are going to be in this one. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is really good. Yeah. And we had that cool character at the end, which is pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. The carbon nanotubes are just bonded onto them. Yeah. Yeah. Just melts they get that guy's back face to off. the town, and they're like, "This town survived because it was a you know town dedicated to." making light bulbs and they just happened to be having a uh, carnival on that day so of course everyone that was ready for me of something rave. straight out of fallout yeah i agree that reminded me immediately of uh the baseball diamonds town yeah is that um, fallout 4 yeah that was fallout 4 okay. yeah but just like fallout always has these like weird little locations where yeah there's like yeah, a city of robots other, stuff like that yeah i remember some in uh industrial park in fallout 3 i never played fallout but everyone's 3. got fallout 3 all of so these good. all of these drivers that are kind of like bounty hunters or something mm. they all have their theme like there was the guy spade who had you know spades drawn on his armor on his helmet whatnot everyone's at the truck depot dressed like a superhero yeah, I'm just looking yeah. at like if they've stuck stuck any Easter eggs in there. I see someone who looks a little like a cyborg, a little bit, yeah. or a Terminator. Um, that sunburn that the old man shows—that was a weird thing. It almost looked like energy glowing. Yeah, because it's arm. it's coming off of this. Like you can see, it overlaps the arm, so it's definitely not flat against the skin. Yeah. That was weird. I think it was maybe just, you know, artistic liberty to show a sunburn, but it... Well, I mean, I get to the message that they're trying to set a, send across with it, but it's uh, a weird-looking one, but I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know how easy it would be to draw a sunburn in the first place, so... Well, mm-hmm. I'll show it, like, coming off of the uh, arm. Yeah. Um, uh, we get we... to the brother's Sorry, I just said one more thing. We get to the brother's shop and we can see some of his tech in the background that they might use at a later time. Uh, you can see a sort of bird-like mech, just a tiny little drone sort of thing that he might use later on. Hmm. I didn't notice that. Okay, I'll pick that up. I'll, I'll go back and look at it. All right. Yeah. Anything else? I'm going to keep checking this out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Um, move on to Firepower. Yeah, so Firepower number nine by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. Uh, 
I was, I didn't really expect this uh, issue. I really didn't. I text you guys and was like, this is the quickest I've ever read an issue. I know. Yeah. Uh, there's some, there's been some fast nail biter issues. Uh, yeah, but I, this is definitely what I was looking forward to after the last issue of firepower. You get thrown yeah. out of a plane. You're going to have this kind of bond like fight. Like there's some scenes yeah. in bond films where he falls out of a plane. Mm. Yeah. I thought the fact that she exploded into snakes was very snakes can't strange. Snakes <laughs> Gotcha, bitch. Oh, wait. Fuck. Oh, wait. Neither can I. Shit. Yeah. I'm glad that there's still that Kirkman-y aspect of, like, I have a solution to these scenarios and I'm going to have them play out in uh, my stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that is with specific where he's Hadoukening, like, the ground so that yeah. way he can like, repel backwards. Yeah, um, and it shows that, you know, his power is really tied to his emotions. Yeah. Can somebody help me out with um, who the guy is, the big, big daddy? That was the guy from the uh, the Scorched Earth clan who uh, attacked at the end of the graphic novel. Oh. So Owen fights with him for a short amount of time. I think he blasts him at one point mm-hmm. but they basically repel these folks yeah was he okay. the one who like almost killed chow Chao chow feng wait wait yeah the old guy i'm so bad for these chinese these asian I think names waylon yeah yeah i think he's the one who almost killed him in a fight and then owen comes interferes and Wei-Lun. yeah, yeah demonstrates that he has the power he is the chosen one um i don't know if you guys read uh the back matter where uh samney and kirkman talk no no come on okay so i can't read how many times do i have to tell you that's why it's such a fast read man picture, I, just look at the picture. I like these pictures let's move on okay so a couple of things that you're supposed to take from this is that uh like when he goes full Hadouken and fires off that big blast after, you know, thinking about his family and all things important to him, he's actually getting like a little bit of an updraft from that. He's almost fired in the opposite direction when he falls and he falls and gets knocked unconscious. This is not the Island where the scorched earth clan resides. Okay. He, he's basically like they, his family lands and is collected. He's basically, you know, found, healed back and is taken to the scorched earth clans island or i mean i figured that much yeah yeah it's not exactly as obvious you might think oh weird that he might have fallen directly oh, yeah. under the scorched I, earth yeah. clans island some i, so I didn't really up. think about it either way yeah i mean i did just because like when he fell there wasn't any bodies of water the way that the island was presented so i was like oh this is a different place yeah and they 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 point out that you know they're more technologically advanced than um, I've forgotten the name of the uh, for the Forbidden Kingdom. You know, they have windows. They have you know uh, architecture. Mm. They have flying airships as well. Yes, but it's it's more modern. You've got yeah. the ninjas with the visors. Yeah. 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 Also, in this issue. Um, Owen gets his superhero costume. Yep. So to speak. <laughs> yeah, he does. Which no sleeves. 
a little strange, but yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, uh, it's got a hood. It looks cool. If this is going to be his cape, battle outfit. It's like a scarf. Yeah. What did you guys think about the ending? That oh, final... no, this is going to cost some drama. Yeah. I could have bet money on this, and yeah. Yeah. I, was like, I think you need to back. go back and read my letter that I wrote to them at the beginning uh, that came out with issue like two or three. About mm. the yin-yang pages. Yeah, well, like, it's all about family, man. <laughs> hmm. The final page That's reminds me does. of the final page where she's like stood in the shadow. Like the coloring of her face reminds me of Michael Gados. I could see that. To me, this strikes me as one of the more um, realistic looking pictures that I've seen Chris Samney draw. Like I look at this yeah. and I go, wow. Yeah, Samney yeah. talked about drawing this page and he's like, I just drew trees all day long. I mean, all right, fair enough. I mean, I've seen him when he like powers through stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it still looks clean. It looks good. This is, it's neck level. He, I'm pretty sure he was working on this for like three years before it was released. Yeah, no, Chris Samney was like, I had a damn ball. I was so glad to have her back. I just drew trees all day. Is that like a thing, like a happy tree? Like I'm, I'm happy. I'm drawing happy trees. little trees. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> that scene doesn't have that many trees. So he says he was worried it wouldn't read as her but he got the ear poking out to kind of signify, you know, for you to, to help identify her. Uh, oh, smart, smart. Well, smart, as smart. if, as if them establishing her, that, that character being okay. her so father. Nobody dies. Then, everybody yeah. comes back to life. That was issue nine. Issue 10, everyone dies. Issue 11, yeah. everyone's back. Yeah. Everybody, everybody. It's like a light dies. switch, just off, dead. Like on, the lights. Alive, Wait, dead. Off. Yeah. Um, um, this is still. I I still feel like the graphic novel was its strongest point right now. I'm still interested yeah. in the story, but I definitely feel like it's starting to teeter a little bit. Well, you need to read each, you know, set of Letter five column. issues together as one, and then it'll it, it'll equal the graphic novel. Maybe I don't know. I feel like there was more. We're doing more piecemeal now. Yeah. I mean, I'm still disappointed in the fact that the Oblivion song is ending in issue 36, which, by the way, that fight sequence was badass. You were correct. Um, yes. Oh, my God. I love it. I want that in, like, if I don't know, they're probably doing, like, a TV show, animated, maybe. live action. I don't care. I want that fight scene. That's the part I want to see the most out of the entire series. That's a weird choice, though, because they have six issues left, that means, and then that's it. So, yeah. oh, why, I think I mean, it's going to just... They're more wrapping it up. They're going to solve the issue. Um, like they're wrapping this so, up faster than they wrapped up Outcast. Outcast has been around forever. That issue is still coming. That final issue. That final issue. It's coming. Three months later, it's coming. Sometime this month, actually. I think. The end of the month. Yeah, what issue was that? 48 what was, was originally image? solicited for uh, September, October of last year. What was that image crossover book that Kirkman was working on like 10 years ago that just like two issues came out and then just nothing else happened. I don't know what you're are talking you, about. Are you talking was about the image solid United thing? or something? No, not solid. Oh. This was something oh. that actually happened. Or like, like Invincible when they had the crossover with Savage Dragon and Tech Jacket. Uh, quite possibly. I think um, Todd McFarlane was doing the art or Rob Liefeld and then... Uh, let's see. That was near like issue 100. Image, image United, numbers one to three. It was supposed to be a six-issue series, but um, 
maybe around 2016, 2017? I don't know. Um, this was 2009. Okay. You know, I wonder, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, rating firepower in chunks. You know, anybody that was on the Kickstarter, what, did they just order Noctera number one or did they get the whole graphic novel for the first arc? I do not know. I assume there might be people them, out there that have already read like a good chunk of this. Unless they just get sent them when they release to the public, or maybe a little before. Mm. Yeah. Um, right, anything see. anyone else wants to add or move on? Nope, we can move on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, big book of the week. Well, one of the big books of the week. Infinite Frontier, number zero. Literally the big book of the week. Oh, it was yeah. just number one of Noctera. Okay. Um... This was uh, a lot, but I—I I mean, I enjoyed it. I—I I, I really enjoyed this. I—I I enjoyed yeah. it. It's another one of those setting up the universe. Uh, I wish I knew more about what happened before. We like, can fill you in. Me, this felt to me like something that I would read from Marvel more have, than I would DC. I have questions. This reminds me a lot of the uh, Marvel Legacy one shot. Yeah, I could see that because that was a lot of little snippets of stories. Mm-hmm that was setting up a lot because like the dc universe rebirth that told like a very complete story in that one issue mm-hmm. it did set stuff up but it was a very complete one issue i like the new outfit for wonder woman and this all leads off of like immortal wonder woman so we know what was going on at the end of that mm-hmm. so she outlived everybody but why does everybody think that she's dead now this because is from herself in death metal yeah this was death huh? metal she sacrificed oh. herself in death metal oh okay well, I thought this like immediately followed uh, Immortal Wonder Woman number two. No. Like the nope. heat death of the universe and then the universe is reborn. Nope. No, she basically sacrificed herself to jumpstart the new multiverse uh, uh, at the end of Death Anyway. Metal. Okay, that makes more sense, I guess. Uh, I like this outfit that they've given her and I love this what? title page. Yeah, yeah, the title page was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um... So yeah, this the framing story is written by Josh Williamson with James Tynan and Scott Snyder helping and art by John Timms. And then we'll do sort of each stories we get to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they've got like the gods from different like DC character mythologies. Yeah, the, part of the quintessence. No, the quintessence has been around for a minute. It's a uh, team up that's basically... So they got Hera from the Greek gods. Yeah, the god. it's Hera. Uh, you got um, Ganthet, Spectre, Highfather. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Spectre was... Who is uh, the one on the left? Is that the Wizard Shazam? That's the Stranger? Oh, that is the Wizard Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who's the Stranger? Was he another DC hero? He's a character that's been around for a long time. He's basically... Yeah, like I've seen him before, um, but he was just like... You know, he was a never, regular person. He right? No, the stranger is different from the question. The question is just the dude. The no, stranger, I'm not talking about the the question. I th- still thought the stranger, like I recognize that kind of like metallic neck and whatnot. Yeah, he's a mystic character who's been around for a, a while. He's a very like okay. omniscient uh, character that's tied to the magic of the DC universe. Yeah, I think um, in New Fifty Two, he was retconned to be Judas. Really. I think that's weird. Like from the Bible. 
Yeah, when they had like the Pandora stuff with. Do you know of any War. other Judases? Maybe Judas Priest. Yeah. Um. I don't. All right. Uh, the quintessence is a whole weird plot point that I'm usually not a big fan of because it always feels to me like it's their way of dealing with like a, a team of watchers or something that like just sits around and then. And I get it. Yeah. It's a it's meant to appeal to the idea of like higher powers and of authority um, in this universe of superheroes and superpowers. But you remember always... in the beginning of Jason Aaron's Avengers run, like I only read like two or three issues or whatever, but they established the um, like prehistoric Justice League Avengers even. Mm-hmm. Yes. Imagine we got a Justice League book with like these characters like centuries ago. Oh, you mean like where they had Odin as part of like the prehistoric yeah, you had like Avengers? Odin, you had, yeah. Yeah, I Odin, can't remember Phoenix. any of the characters. You um, had the Wakanda the ruler Wakanda? at the time. The Wakanda. No, like the ruler of Wakanda at the time. Yeah, the Wakanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys want to go uh, page by page, story by story here? Yeah, because yeah, each story. I could like just like discuss the stories, but I don't want to go page by page. No, just okay. yeah, stories overall because they're all written by different people. So yeah. start off with all the right. Bendis one, Bendis and Marquez. I hated this. Fuck you. The Shazadam. Yeah, like the last page, the dialogue is so awkward, and it's like they've shoved three pages worth of conversation into one page. I mean, it's even, very much even felt the... rushed, but I don't think that that was that made it god awful. I think that ben, uh, Marquez's art is fucking gorgeous in this. I think the Marquez that, art uh, is gorgeous, but it's just the dialogue. It, even for Bendis, this is bad. See, this is ridiculous to me that you say the this. Fir- the this first two pages. Even, this is not even the amount of Bendisy stuff that you would normally read. This is not overly chatty. Like they say everything to the point. Yeah, but it's just it's t- the things are saying this too quick. It's like. This wasn't my doing Flash. This wasn't you. This was Black Adam. What supervillain team have gone wrong? Maybe this is who he wants to be now. You think that about everyone. I hope that about everyone. Well, you never so know about some is, people. Uh... Yes, that's what my mother says all the time. It yeah. it was just, it so... didn't flow like a real conversation would. These so characters this is just... Black Adam. This is not Shazadam. Yeah, Black Adam. There is this no is where... Shazadam. This is the point where Bleeding Cool like saw that in, in the previews that they got for free from like a comic book store like guide or whatever. Congratulations, then, you got played. <laughs> you played Let's, yourself. It was a, it, it's a, it's a weird joke to have in there. Like, so it's clear, I, I hope it's like it's clearly a joke, or at least I really. Well, the reason they're saying it's a joke is because the the normie citizens don't understand, but they know that he has the lightning bolt, just the way that Shaz. Yeah, but they is. they know he's called Adam. They knew there's a black Adam as well. Okay, but it's not that unlike that. Like if I were to say, or you were to say, Barry West or Alan, uh, something. All right. But they just like. What makes him look different from Black Adam? Then he wears the black suit. That's it. No, I meant like this guy doesn't look any different than the normal Black Adam that they know of. No, that is Black Adam. It's just that. Yeah. It's. That's yeah. I'm saying like there's nothing different about him to. Like if they knew who I mean, Black Adam was, yeah, yeah, like he he's a world ruler and also like people should know who he is. There, he stepped down as a leader of Condoc, from what I remember. All right, okay. Anyway, so yeah. Barry Allen is here. Yeah, and yeah. then he'll appear later on, doing something else. 
Well, so yeah, why is Mary the, Allen here? Because he's a fascist man alive. He can be in five places in, in a day if he wants. Sure. Uh, we've got another framing story here for All Gotham. Of framing stories. Yeah. But this one keeps popping back up. We jumped to we, some things I think for a couple pages. Two, I think it has two parts of this. It's the Batman story, and then there's a gap, and then there's another Batman story. Correct. But yeah. Um, so Bane is dead. Apparently, uh, yeah. Probably right. everybody yeah. in Arkham except for a few people. Uh, uh, yeah, well, Pig is still alive. The guard's still alive. But a lot of the staff are dead as well. But yeah, yeah. this is... Well, everyone is pretty much dead except for Mahoney here. Yeah, and this appears to be Peacekeeper 1 from the Future State stuff. Ah, to this thick book. That, that cost me five ninety nine. Oh, they just only put... Oh, this... this this barcode right here just ruins the entire cover. Dave will be very happy with that barcode on the back. To be fair, that is a really good... I, I thought it was a good choice. I hate this cover. I gotta tell you, I hate this cover. It's so a very much. weird cover. There was another like cover, DVD which cover. was just Wonder Woman. The variant. Just, this is not his best uh, art. I've seen much better artwork from this guy. And from who? This is Jergen, right? This seems it's like a, Dan a throwback pencils. cover. It's Dan Jerk and pencils with Mikkel Hannon inks and colors. I mean, what? it looks like they're trying to do yeah. an old school Superman on the cover. That's weird. All right. Yeah, it's um, this really weird, like hybrid of creators on that cover. Yeah. It's just very strange, like mixing the old and the new. You know what it is? Okay. It's Mikkel Hannon, uh, the way that he does his inking and coloring digitally combined with Jergen's pencils. That's what the issue is. It's it just, just not. It's just two contrasting styles. Yeah, it doesn't benefit each other in any way. Um, the Batman storyline, you know, in the two halves, I really enjoyed. I don't understand why Mahoney is the only one who's immune to the Joker toxin. No, he's covering his face the whole time, I remember. I yeah, but he's, don't he's still see been why that walking would be around. Enough. And he's still been walking yeah. around in the Joker. Yeah, mist. like he walks right up to Bane where the gas has been. Yeah. I don't think that's enough to prevent you from inhaling the stuff. Like, I feel like he would have already been walking through it. Unless it's I mean, already... I mean, I was going to say it had be... already been dispersed by the time he got there, but it, you can see in the panel that it's still... I mean, I'm picturing him like having like some level of a filtration system that he can just like get by. Yeah, with. but by the time he like puts the cloth over his mouth i feel like he's already been exposed yeah mm. maybe know. he maybe he the, is infected uh... and later on in the story we will see him sort of a little insane yeah well he's dead isn't he well uh, probably no. he's had his legs blown off but he's still alive one leg and one arm flying purple people eater yeah because he goes on to be peacekeeper one doesn't he Mahoney? this is his origin new story cyborg yeah. Cyborg. He's Peacekeeper 1, isn't he? Maybe not in this new universe. Tyler's having an existential crisis as he's piecing together this mystery. Suddenly the music in my head just stops. Um, no, I didn't even make that connection whatsoever. Voices, the voices in your head just stopped. Finally, thank God. Usually, so peacekeeper one is. You see that guy in the suit with the 
things. Probably. I really appreciate Sounds your very like descriptive him. summary. Yeah. Um, have you thought about doing your own show where you just uh, do descriptions and stuff? So he's an enemy of Batman? He's like, he was in Future State. He's like the militia that's part of the militia that took over Gotham and turned it into like a fascist state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, he just looks like uh, Crossbones. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like there's a lot of that whole like military aspect. People like to throw around the idea of a character or that Slade. has a very militarized like look with it, you know, with, yeah, like Slade. Um, or, I mean, it's right. not unlike the uh, Brian Hitch, Warren Ellis Batman story that I read, but it's uh, it's definitely got a different vibe with it because this one has more control over Gotham. And um, he and Bruce are just going to be cool. He and the Batman are just going to be like, oh, hey, man, I'm here for you as you maybe die yeah i like this because it led up to the whole scarecrow storyline that's going to be coming up here soon yeah oh that Um, scarecrow looks dope yes this uh, is a really cool depiction plus it's it's tying in with the uh imminence why wouldn't Um, we get a you know two pages of the uh well one page one page for the birds of prey uh, kind of. Think, I mean, yeah. that, that yeah, definitely just... seems to want to lead into the Batgirls thing that's going to happen. Yeah, because we get Stephanie and Cass, and then we've got Helena and Barbara back at the clock tower. Do you think yeah. Helena kind of looks like Katie Cassidy? In this scene, a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Yeah, I see it a little. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that um, full-page spread of Batman grappling across Gotham is gorgeous. Yeah, very, 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 very cool. And What's on one of the... That... Sorry? Go ahead. I was going to say, on one of the water towers, it's got graffiti and it says, Punchline Heart Joker. Ah! Nice. Um... Good catch. Who's this mayor? Is he... Mayor Namako? Namaki? Something like that. He's a character that's been around for a minute. Um, I remember him from... His first appearance was... Wait, oh, has he been around before last year? Go ahead. I thought his first appearance was Detective 1027. Really? I thought this is a guy that's already been established. Oh, okay. He was the cop who got, like, his partner died in that. Oh, shit, it all ties together. Fuck, okay, that makes sense. Then he got elected. He got elected mayor at the end of Tomasi's detective run. Uh, right. Okay. 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 All right. Makes sense. Um, but, <laughs> you know what? What story in this? I actually was surprised I wasn't up like captivated by. Is it the Wonder Woman story? Uh, no, I actually I was gonna oh. say it was the Jeff John story. Oh, the what? The Jeff John Star Girl story. I thought I was gonna be a lot more oh. impressed with that. It was still fun. Yeah, it was fun. Was... All right. It's it's Stargirl. It's what I expected. So I wasn't expecting well, it. I mean, Stargirl at least is a fairly I actually really enjoy when Johns takes on older characters and the old, you know, um wh- whatever the hell the name of that team is. That's such an esoteric these soldiers of victory. The soldiers like of fortune. Soldiers of fortune, that was it. Nobody knows that fucking the soldiers team. of fortune. <laughs> They all just spread Pepe memes. The seven That's soldiers it. of victory, which is actually eight people. Eight people now. 
Yeah, one of them's a sidekick, so he doesn't count. But the no, other no, two, no. like younger kids, look like sidekicks as well. Dude, this team is old. Um, this team is old. Yeah, we like got we got Green Arrow and like five, Green Arrow and Speedy. Yeah, like old, like, like five original adults and like three kids. Yeah, these characters. Five adults, man. three teenagers. Only two of those teenagers are part of the Seven Soldiers. You got to remember that this is the point in comics when they were just like discovering how well sidekicks were selling because of like you know robin obviously and the way that uh they were trying to just pitch stories that were going to outsell batman i mean the entire basis of green arrow was to try to be batman i mean he was a rich dude who had a a butler um the difference is that he had more of a lighter tone with a robin hood feel right and this is shows up Um, they're in a suburb of omaha i was born in omaha i'm sorry i'm a corn husker Corner skiers. Yeah. That's where my uh, that's where my family's from. Mm-hmm. Nothing there, just corn. It's oh yeah, well it's the birthplace of uh, the telephone. No, I was gonna say uh, punk, grunge. What? No, it's not. It's neither. It's the birthplace to neither of those. What are you talking about? There's a whole scene there. The whole scene of what? Rock and roll, man. I hate you. I yeah, this King you. Midas just looks like a Joker knockoff. A little bit. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm very curious to see what this is going to be. I'm obviously going to pick up the Star Girl series. It's Jeff Johns. I'm, I'm not Jeff Johns. All hail. I'm not. Well, you're a skank. You're a two dollar hook. You know what? You know you're a two penny hooker. I want some change. Give me some change. Okay. Um, what were the other stories in this? I can't remember anything else other than the oh, you know what? The Philip Kennedy Johnson Superman story was fucking yeah. prime. Oh that was really good. I loved that. This like, this makes Spectre, me so Spectre excited saying, yeah, yeah. Spectre's telling Diana that John Kent's gonna be a tyrant, that he can never be yeah. Superman. There's darkness. Yeah. And it's like, look at how he's gonna kill this creature, but no, like he flies into it. He rescues it as a baby he's experienced so much uh i don't even know what the word is not really subjugation but he's been it you know tortured so much through his life i feel like they're probably going to try to make this into a potential kind of like what they did with damian wayne where it was like he was the worst batman in the potential future and then he was like the devil batman in issue 666 yeah Um, i don't know It'll be a little yeah. bit tired to do that, but I'm interested to see how this is going to go. PKJ has been uh, a really he good has writer. shown he understands the characters a lot, and he's willing to do very strange storytelling experiences. Like he has this yeah. character that can bend space time. Like I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, this guy's yeah. and great. it's not Mitch's Pitlick. <laughs> I like Mrs. Pitlick. I like that he's guy. fun. Yeah, he's he's an old character. Uh, Sean, if you get the chance to, you gotta watch uh, Superman and Lois. That show is ridiculous. the 90s. Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. Yes, that one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, the or old- the Superboy series from the uh, late 80s. Oh, no, 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 no! So bad. It didn't last very long at all. Yeah, but Mitch's Pitalik is just like. I love him. Some He's grumpy a dude. Crazy character. Oh, yeah. in the show. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. 
didn't Smallville do him? And he was just like this weird, like foreign exchange student kind of thing. (laughs) Foreign exchange student. (laughs) He he had he came in. He was like long hair. He had like a funny accent. Oh no, that's terrible. I don't. That's so bad. Did you hear about the actress who played? uh, Yes. uh, Yes, we did. Everyone's heard about that. That's insane. That's all I think about when I think of Smallville now. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that he didn't well, fucking fly until 10 years later. Yeah, we, we mentioned the Nixon cult the other day, didn't we, when we were talking? Was it the WandaVision episode or maybe last week's episode? A Nixon cult? The N-Vixen, whatever it's called. We were talking about cults and one of you name-dropped the cult she was part of. Oh, um, Nexium. Was... Nexium, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was Josh then, I think, because uh, I was talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I point. forgot about that. I forgot yeah. that we talked about it, but now I remember. So we're all yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I liked the Alan Scott story in this. That actually, I wanted to say thank you for reminding me. That actually, I almost cried. Oh, you like the Alan Scott thing? Who would have I, guessed that? Well, I I hope if this gets a like if there's a story continuing this, I hope it's not drawn by Stephen Byrne. Because I really, really like his art, but his Alan Scott just looks like Jay Leno. A little yeah. bit. I was and a little is, confused yeah. at first because I thought this was Spectre narrating. And I'm like, oh, Spectre's right there in the Justice Society. Picture. Yeah, that was a little weird. This is what happens when you have multiple writers on something, right? So yeah. this is the third they time. They did a good job Alan. of like coloring the speech bubbles, but I still was lost for a split second. So they, this is the third time that Alan Scott has been identified as a gay man. The first time was with Earth 2. Then the second time was with the uh, 80th anniversary issue, which was also written. It was heavily hinted at in that. I don't think they actually came out and said it, did they? He, no, they did because he went and visited his lover's uh, yeah. mother. But did you know yeah. that being gay and being in the closet is the same as struggling between the light and the dark? Fuck you. That's what the guy says. I know. I thought I was the only one struggling between the light and the dark. You interrupted the whole thing, and then you're just like, let's just interrupt with a quote from the directly from the fucking thing. This addressed something that I said many months ago when it was probably on the previous podcast, where I said, I said I didn't want them to make him gay if it's going to erase these two characters from history. Ah, yeah, okay. But the fact that they've made it like, oh, like I yeah. have hidden who I am for so long, I thought it was quite a powerful moment. And like going forward, him living his life. He's like, I've had good friends over yeah. the years. Friends. Which is quotes, which is a code for butt buddies. This is thank you, thank you, thank you for buddies. translating. Yes, you're yeah. welcome. As a bi man, I'm letting you know. You are a code switcher. I'm code breaker. I am the code breaker. <laughs> welcome to my show i don't know why i had to give you a little bit of my sassy head but i had you now um all right yeah and we also get in the green arrow story roy harper is alive again yeah that was weird say something about this no No. (laughs) yeah you're allowed to talk um so green arrow and the black canary are talking they always find each other yeah uh he's the he's richer than batman now and she's like if i ever cared about that i would have called myself the bat canary if she cared about batman but she's the black canary so she cares about the blacks that she's not the green canary like if she was she 
you know, whatever her whatever she's, canary she's the, is what she she's cares the green about. Canarian, she becomes green canarian deceased. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah, that was yeah. a weird quote. Who wrote this issue? That part? Sorry. Josh Williamson. That was a weird writing choice on his end. I don't really I get what he was trying to say, but it just didn't come across all that well. Yeah. Yeah. I like him as a writer. That's a weird that was a, just a weird choice. I don't know. I, I like how I think it was very odd Williamson. Quote. Um, I think you're right because it's Alex Malib doing yeah, the artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, that's an interesting choice. But yeah, because he he died in um, Heroes in Crisis, and now he's just back, yeah. and he doesn't know why. Dude, all of these characters all fucking die yeah. and then come back. Eventually, everyone's dead. I mean, who hasn't died at this point? It's easier to keep a list of who hasn't. Thank you, Booster Gold. He died. When? Oh yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. I just found out the other day Booster Gold is a Dan Jurgen in uh creation. Yeah. Yeah. So he can Great just character. have, you know, that's why he appears in all these Dan Jurgen comics I read. He can just bring him in whatever he wants. Hmm. Yes, yeah, because he brought him back in the action comics run in Rebirth. And he, he also yeah. brought him in, in the Generations. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he brought him in at the end of Batman Beyond. Oh. Dan Jurgens really loves he really loves Booster Gold. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's a cool character. Yeah, like he is him. really cool. He's one of Jeff Johns' favorite characters. Yeah, Jeff Johns had a run that I haven't read, but it's on a the booster list. Booster Gold? Yeah, Jeff Johns has done a Booster Gold run. I think it's about 18 oh, issues. You're lying. I promise you I'm not. I will hunt you down. I'm it was about eight. It was 18 or 20 issues. Google it. He does such short runs sometimes. I hate it. He, I think he it, appears it ended on the in All-Star Western. He brings Jonah Hex into the uh, modern times. Like he, Jonah Hex time travels to modern day Gotham. You know what we're never going to get? Ever, ever. We're just never going to get it from fucking Jeff Johns. We're never going to get the uh, Atlantis War storyline no. that he's promised us for like seven War or eight of years. the Seven Seas. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Never happening. Yeah, every time a new writer's taken over Aquaman, he's like, oh, we're working on it together. It's coming. And then it didn't. It never <laughs> happens. Rise of the Seven Seas. That's what it's called. Fucking uh, the fuck ever. It's, it's called It's Never Gonna Happen is what's called. Yeah. It's, it's he, called he got, In Your he Wet got Dreams. Too busy. Yeah. He yeah. got too busy. He did 20 issues of Aquaman and then hopped off. He was doing Justice League and Rebirth and movies. I want him to stop doing the fucking movies. Especially he, now. he also he also took over Superman. Yeah. Um, um so for yeah. this Batman, you know, Bat family stuff that's going on in here, you know, they run through all the different characters. Each person gets like a panel. Uh is this all stuff that's covered in like the uh future state? Is that where they're at at this point? Or is this something happening? Before future state, future state set in the future. This is in the present. Yeah. Okay, but they talk about like the magistrate. So this is stuff that's going to lead up to that. Yeah. So we basically seen the end goal of what the magistrate will do, and like then we're building that story. So, but Batman is, you know, a masked vigilante that's illegal right now. So where did that part start off? Where's that coming in from? That's tied into the end of. Tomasi's yeah. detective comics run where this new mayor came in and he was like no more masks and that's the saint guy oh no the mayor was the uh, guy yeah the, the eye mayor Nakano yeah eye patch okay. man um, yeah because he got injured in an attack by 
I can't remember if it was Joker or someone else, but Batman sort of failed to save him and he was like, okay, no more. He got injured in Joker War when it was Batman's money being used against right. them. And he was right, like, okay, oh, right. no more masks. Like, this is, like, it can't Come go on. on anymore. Yeah. All right. Can you tell me what's going on with a couple of these people? Like, what's going on with Penguin and Clayface? Like, why are they relevant here? Uh, uh, Clayface had a small... Remember, because he, he's had... He, he's been, like, kind of floating around in the water from this. He's been living like, in the sewers, I think. I don't know what's going okay. on with Cobblepot. That was weird. Who's the... Who's the uh, redheaded lady with the gray streak? I do not know. No idea. Okay. Yeah, that's a character that's probably just now created for this. All right. Yeah. I yeah. definitely haven't seen her before. The Clayface thing that's going on, I think it has to do with uh, the Tiny and Run, correct? With the uh, Detective Comics? Yeah, because he, Clayface he died in the yeah. Tiny and Detective Comics run. And then like the last page of his run was like Clayface getting in a car. So maybe he's just been hiding out again? Like, that's what I thought. Yeah, he, he showed up in the end of King's Batman, and I think he showed up in a few other things here and there. Right, but, randomly. Yeah. Okay. I still really don't like this Jason Todd costume. That's the no, uh, one where it. he's got the uh, N95, M95 mask. Yeah, in exactly. Red. Looking like Scorpion. Yeah. The uh, Dark Detective storyline that had him wear the Red Hood hat. I hated that. It looked stupid. He looked it like did. he was wearing a big old bulb. Yeah, but it was the classic Joker like tool. They wore it. Oh, he wore it across his full face. Yeah. It, Jason yeah. Todd's like, it doesn't fit. Fuck it. I'm just gonna rock it. I can't see. Can't see shit, guys. Fuck it. I yeah. look cool. No, you don't look cool. It looks terrible. Is this um, uh is this supposed to be Damian Wayne on the catwalk? Or the stairs? Um, I can't tell. With the Talia Al Ghul storyline? The one in between Punchline and Nightwing. Yeah. Um, is he wearing the new mask and uh, cape? He's, he's not wearing any it's costume. Just a kid. It's just a kid walking down some down off a boat. I have no idea then. Oh. No. Oh, is that... Are they coming off a boat? Maybe it's the kids from uh, the Teen Titans line. Whoever that kid was. But oh right, Damien's not part of that team anymore. Neither is Tim Drake. Well, whoever the you know like the new kid is with the red X mask. Yeah, quite possibly the Tim Sheridan stuff that's going on with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't. Eh, know that's not the boat. Though. I don't know. Um. Yeah, the Jeffrey Thorne Green Lantern story was better than Future State. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, actually, because was I read that and I like this perfectly readable. Yeah. yeah, it was readable, but. No, there was nothing exciting about it that made me go, oh my god, but... It was just a lot better than the story he wrote previously with Green Lantern. So in the most recent issue of Green Lantern Season 2 with Grant Morrison, they discussed that the future, you know, air quotes, future of the team of the human lanterns is going to be dependent on, you know, Jon Stewart, Sojourner Truth, and this Teen Lantern character, which I thought Sojourner Truth was going to be a character in the distant future or something, not this new random... Uh, yeah, they've just brought her in for synergy, haven't they? Yeah, and I don't really know if I like it because I it makes sense for her to be like in the universe because she her origin story is way too much like Jon Stewart. She was in the military and she became a cop. 
Yeah, then she's yeah. got the cool, like, she was given a ring that's not a Green Lantern ring and given the city so to take care of. Yeah. What this? I mean, are we talking about this girl, the teenager? No, Sojourner no, Truth is the one from the oh, uh, okay. storyline. Okay, so not Kelly. Sojourner Truth, her origin story is quite literally uh, John Stewart mixed with Guy Gardner mixed with Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally fine with, but you have to, it doesn't make any sense to have all of that within this timeline in this uh, world. It doesn't make any sense to me. And that's just yeah. it's weird. I don't know. I don't really dig the uh, kind of trope where, oh, we've got, you know, somebody that's, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, they're, they've got some sort of culture that, you know, they're not white or something. So we need to have them do some sort of, exclamation in a different language or something like yeah. we need to add in just that little bit to like oh yeah remember this person isn't you know yeah I whatever where they say something in a native language like me osteo yeah mm. yeah if you're an australian you go crikey <laughs> or england bloody hell but like bloody that's hell. the extent of bloody showcasing hell. That's yeah. the extent of showcasing their culture, like nothing else Absolutely. before or after. Yeah. Kind of weird. Um, was there anything in this book that stood out to you as far as like your preference of like the mini stories? Oh, but we got to cover the uh, yeah, we've got to mention the with this big one. <laughs> the flashes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we already talked about that. No. Um, yeah, this was a really no, big we did news. not talk about this drawing. Yeah, so. Barry is going off to join Justice Incarnate with President Superman, and he's leaving Wally in charge of the Flash Mantle. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, President Superman is from um, the Multiversity storylines, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Cal Ellis. Calvin, Calvin Ellis. Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is this uh, the totality? This spaceship tower thing they have. I think if you squint hard enough, you'll see the Warner Brothers logo. <laughs> probably all right no that's the justice doom symbol from yeah it is yeah from the justice league stuff that they built together because it, working... it's just yeah it's just weird they've now built this satellite thing well yeah. no they've, they've had that uh built there for a minute it's just like they merged it because magic reasons i don't when know when did when was this introduced um in either the end of death metal or at the end of uh snyder's justice league no, it was definitely death metal because they merged Doom and Justice together. The symbol okay. is from the end of the Justice League stuff, but the satellite they had created from the death metal stuff, I think. Okay. Um, and for the tie-ins, maybe. Um, um, I thought you guys would want to comment on this drawing. Yeah, here's of my comment. Um, this is this is this this looks like sloth from the Goonies. And yeah, I love Howard Porter. This is he's a great artist. I yeah, this was rough. Some of the faces in this were really, really bad. Whether he was rushed. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? The uh, okay. the Wally West in the bottom right. He looks like his eyes are going <laughs> two different directions. I know. It reminds me of the uh, GI Joe shorts that were dubbed over. What was that called? I forget. Just G.I. Joe PSAs. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then um, we get I to, like the setup. Yeah. Then we get yeah. to the end where they go to this Earth Omega that they've been teasing. 
Okay. Uh, can you explain to me this whole thing that uh, Wonder Woman is worried about this high, this cost? Yeah, she got warned this... that restarting the multiverse would have a Who great cost. Um, I don't remember. Somebody, somebody had warned her. I think it was uh, one of the Owens. Uh... One of the what? Owens. One of, uh, O A N. Like oh, one of the uh, Green Lantern gods. Yeah. Quite. Guardians. Wasn't it like Guardians. herself? Like she had that like. There was, there was another one with like 1940s look. Yeah. She got told there was a great cost to it and there was a great threat that she needed to protect the multiverse against. Right. You know what? It was at the end of Death Metal that she had that message with herself. Yeah. She said, they were like, there's going to be a great cost to uh, the actions here moving forward. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that the peacemaker gets a very center shot because he's going to be in the uh, Suicide Squad movie. The yeah, he's team? definitely getting a push. Yeah, because he's getting he's in the movie. He's got his own TV show coming. <laughs> yeah. It's weird considering we've not seen anything with his character yet. And they're like, oh, throw everything at him, John Cena, all hail. Well, I, okay, here's my prediction: they're going to kill John Cena off in the movie almost immediately. And I the really like, hope oh. so. Yeah. yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's everyone's betting that he's going to die immediately. Like, just I'm just saying for a character in that actor in that choice, I'm just it's just it would make sense. Like costume, yeah. original, like comic book accurate. That character? Are you? Oh, uh, well, there's a lot of characters they've introduced, like the uh, not exactly a rogues gallery teaser, but they basically did like you know the roll call of all the uh, superheroes that are going to be in the film. Like whoever the Wonder Bread Man is. Um, Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. He's a real character. Yeah, I'm just saying like that seems like one of those characters that they bring on just to kill. Yeah, and there's rumors of Nathan Fillion playing Arm Fall Off Boy. I will will be really surprised if they kill Polka Dot Man because of that actor. Because that actor is comedy gold. I love him. He's in uh, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, oh, yeah, I'm really Who's playing Polka Dot Man? He's that really foreign dude. I forget what his name is. He plays the black hair. Uh, he's like the black hair. It's like like up in Ant Man. I vaguely remember that. I'm trying to find yeah. Walton Goggins. Mm. I think he's like you can say his name, but I don't think anybody knows. Like can't, they can't. You have to put the name to the face at that point because he's such a like a a, a strange acting choice like David Dustmulchen okay yeah I see I don't even know I don't even know his name so um I kind of want to move on from the comic but before we do he was uh, in you say Ant-Man he was also in Dark Knight oh yeah he was yeah he was like the one for Rachel Dawes badge yeah 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 okay yeah oh right this guy David Desmulchen yeah yeah, he was in prisoner. Dude. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Is there anything we wanted to ask well, um, or mention before we finish up this? Uh, the book? big this... dark side is. Okay, he's good. back. I, okay, yeah, we want to talk about that. That was weird. I thought that was going to be Black Hand. Mm. Yeah, but like thinking... this is original Dark Side, like not watered down. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the the yeah. weirdly like 
Mind overly CGI it. New 52 yeah. version. This is classic Dark Side. I am the darkness. This is why I thought this was Black I... Hand, is because he's there was a black bubble that said die. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, must be Black Hand. Cool. Let's this, do this is Ramita Jr. right here. It has to yes. be. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Uh, when they were talking about this Omega world, I thought they were going to be like, oh, that's our world. The real world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like way over there, it's different from everything else. I don't think so, because I think that Superboy Prime is on the Prime Earth now, and I think that we're Prime Earth. Yeah, another kind of thing. They've rebuilt the multiverse, yeah. the omniverse, so whatever. I know. Yeah. yeah is this saw... all of these comics listed at the back? Yeah, it's just sort of like or... all the new wave of stuff. But I saw yeah. someone on Reddit say, like, what is with these, like, this black energy around Darkseid's hands? Was it supposed to be the Omega Beams and no one was brave enough to tell Ramita Jr. he drew it wrong. Is it the anti-life equation? I don't know. It's weird because normally he's got like the red eyes with like the little like... Alright. Yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, it, he does have the red eyes in tradition, but I mean, he definitely is like, he's using the anti-verse, the equation, I think. Yeah. Anti-life. Yeah, right. it's definitely going to be a lead up to whatever's going on in the future. Yeah, and spinning out of this, we have an Infinite Frontier event coming in the summer. Oh, okay. um, written by Josh that. Williamson. Oh. We Everything's just this. leading up to something. Yeah. Yeah. This leads into this, leads into this. We, we oh, have wait, mentioned this book. This. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so I it's written by Josh Williamson, art by Zamanico, and covers by Mitch Gerrards. And it's focusing on Barry Allen, President Superman, and Alan Scott. President Superman sounds like a Robot Chicken parody, and I and like this. <laughs> Tyler, it's an event featuring Alan Scott. But what okay. if everybody was the president? What kind, wouldn't that pres- make for a good comic? If like the, all the superheroes were president presidents? Superman was inside all of us all along. No, I was making a Commanders in Crisis joke. Oh yeah, that whole fucking thing. Yeah. I forgot that existed. Oh, man, that comic was weird. All right. Um, you guys so do the rest we... of your thing. Whatever. I'm going to take a break. Keep going. Okay, now he's gone. Oh, Ty went off? Oh, no, no, I'm here. <laughs> uh, just two more things to briefly mention. We had Batman 106, which is the start of the new arc and it was cool the artwork was phenomenal yeah i love it it was fantastic and we had the robin backup as well by williamson that i also thought was good Mm -hmm. that's how you all google uh storyline which uh this art was different but i mean i I still really dug it it was really cool yeah yeah Uh, um i think that this um it's really nice to be able to have a storyline that kind of digs more into the rogues gallery that's outside of you know detective comics because i'm just really tired of joker after joker after joker after joker yeah. after joker. scarecrow scarecrow is a cool uh, cool character we haven't really had much exposure to at all I mean, he's, he's, he's had a movie and a video game but yeah in, in I mean, the comics like, we haven't really had like a big scarecrow story like 40 years yeah like i know i'm being a long halloween uh when was that 80s 90s 90s late 80s 30 years 90s, okay yeah. um 
him and that, and then there was um, some of the uh, Arkham Asylum tie-ins, and then uh, some dark, you know, detective comic stuff here and there. But ninety-six, ninety-seven storyline. It's been a long time. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. Strong Especially start. If, if not for the character oh, design, as well, that opening scene of the whole story's a flashback, and like Scarecrow has Bruce Wayne captured. Yeah, it's confirmed. and he's got him with like those little like metal hooks in his eyes, keeping them open. He's like staring at these TV screens, torturing it's Bruce very, Wayne. What's that? What's that movie? Um, Clockwork Orange. Thank you very much. Yes, it's exactly what that is. It's very cool. Fun Josh, fact: the person the who. The person who wrote the book, Clockwork Orange, was an English teacher at a school in my town. Oh, okay, we're done. Um, If you ever get the chance to, this is a really good start to uh, the stuff. Like, you really don't... If you do want to get into the Batman stuff going on right now, it is really good. And this is a really good, uh, easy jumping on point. Yeah. Uh, There are some things I'm thinking about jumping on. Jumping on to... Do it. Do it. Maybe. Uh, Do it. Uh, I'm going to get uh, the uh, Wonder Woman 770. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna it's actually going to be on our shout outs for next week, so that's totally cool. Yeah. And also one last thing of the week to mention before we do wrap up was the Swamp Thing number one. Ram B, Mike Perkins. I really wish that I had read this. I, oh, did uh, you not read it? It was so no, good. I wanted to read it. I really enjoyed the uh, uh, future state stuff. I really enjoyed Mike Perkins. Yeah, well, art. this is a, this is a new host to Swamp Thing. It's an yeah. Indian character, American Indian or traditionally uh, um, born in India, yeah. moved to America to study. Oh, we got James Tynion making people gay. We got Ram V making people Indian. Just He's you know, writers writing themselves into the comic. God damn it! Well, at least it's not changing an established characters like swamp things always had different hosts yeah this is nice this is this is the kind of stuff that i'm like yeah do that that's fine but don't make a character that's already existed just randomly black or brown like out of nowhere create new characters cool yeah uh yeah i can't think of other characters right now but yeah like introducing new characters wally west like Wally wally west was so immense that they brought back original wally it, well, because it was a dumb choice. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to do that. They were like, by the way, it, yeah. I allow it just because in that universe of the new 52, they're like, this is a new one. This is a, the new one. He just yeah, happens he, to be black. He was, he was so Ellis badly Superman. written. Yeah. Like, that's a different Earth. It's a different character. They did something interesting with it. Whereas when they reintroduced Wally West, he was like this really street teen who walked around and said chump a lot. Yeah. And this and was, this was in. Yeah, this was in like 2014 as well, so it's not even like yeah. a dated comic. No, not at all. Again, yeah. I don't really have ne- that much of an issue with it, just because it's a that new universe stuff. But it did feel really yeah. Fast. And when you erase Wally's family, like you erased this he has got entire tentacles. history, yeah. So to do so was a big fuck you to a lot of the Wally West fans, like immensely. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. He, how long was Wally West uh, the Flash? 20 plus years yeah so what the fuck like that's yeah. just it's, it's kind of okay like what because did... as of infinite frontier he is the flash again he is the flash he is headline in the flash book yeah it's almost imagine if they were just like 
Peter Parker's new clone, uh, Ben Riley, is randomly black for some god awful reason, which would be weird. And then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, those ten years that he was Spider Man doesn't count at all, yeah. and everything gets it's just retconned. you know a little bit of a mutation in the cloning process. You know what was great was the uh, Ultimate Spider Man uh, Spider Woman clone thing that they did. That was cool. Right, I liked that. I'm aware of that. Um. I think at this point uh, we can wrap up for this week's stuff, but I am going to read um, Swamp Thing. I'll try to buy that as soon as possible. Do, it. Um, uh, do you want to talk about what's coming out next week? Yes, we've got a few interesting things starting out next week. So we've got Carmen number one, which is an image book by Guillaume March. Uh, we've got Proctor Valley Road from Boom, which is a Grant Morrison comic. Oh. Um, oh. 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 I did. I did send this to the chat in the week or last week. Yep. And said, Grant I remember that now. Book. That's why I was saying. Oh, um, I didn't know yeah. I'll check. I'll check it out. Uh, take a little looky loo at the comic looky shop. Loo. See if I want it. Looky loo. Um, Thor and Loki: Double Trouble Number One, which it's got a fun artist on it. Um, yeah, Guri Heroes a like very cartoony artist, and I think it'll be a fun book. Cool. Yeah, I think my wife's gonna read this one. What? Your wife, your, good. Wife, your wife reads comics? Yeah. Keep her. <laughs> uh, we've got Rorschach number six, and then a few new things starting at DC. We have the Joker number one, Batman Adam, uh, Batman Urban Legends number one, Superman twenty nine, and Wonder Woman seven seventy. Mm-hmm. All of which I uh, will definitely be reading. Yeah, we have the uh, the last Wolverine Black White Blood. Okay. Okay. Uh, What creators are on that? Uh, For this one, it is going to be uh, Stephen S. DeKnight, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson, writing, uh, art by Sikiera, Kirk, and Randolph. Okay. I'll give it a go if I get time. Excellent. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to do a wrap up. Uh, This one was a pretty simple uh, week for us because there was so little news coming out. And uh, how did did this take so long when we only had six issues? Because we started close to five. We started about 440 or so. So this was only just over two hours. Probably the shortest one. Yeah. We also had a pretty long discussion about like a little bit of the industry. So, I mean, it kind of, yeah, makes that's sense. true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering we would be breaking down like 45 minutes and then 45 minutes for, you know, whatever. Yeah, true. So 45 minutes. We, we try. I'm, I'm Three really going to start timing us. I, Cause like, I know what we need to give you better about this. Cause people have the attention span of a goldfish. Um, <laughs> yeah. okay, in, in, the, in the um, YouTube videos, we have all the timestamps so people can up? jump to what they want. So um, uh, we are cult of comics thank you very much for listening thank you very much for watching if you are listening to us on any of the uh, distribution sites for podcasts thank you very much for supporting us give us a follow uh we are found on uh, spotify breaker stitcher google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, all the podcast stuff thanks to anchor.fm anchor.fm is the easiest way for us to distribute our podcast for free and in fact they look for sponsors for us thankfully anchor.fm is sponsoring us right now and i'm looking for tula mike to sponsor us as well because i'm really into this microphone i, I, I just oh yeah really man you they're not so paying good. us so don't 
promote them until no, they pay too us. late. I'm going to promote it right now anyways. Two of mics. It's fantastic. Um, it was this little Indiegogo campaign Kickstarter thing that I did, and I finally got it. It is choice. Um, really crisp quality, too. Um, Cult of Comics uh, can also be found on YouTube if you are watching us on there. Thank you very much for uh, watching us and giving us a chance. Uh, if you would do us the favor of please subscribing to us, smashing that like button, fucking that subscribe pin, doing whatever you got to do and give us that share. Uh, most important thing, though, is if you do want to support us and you like what we do, give us a like, give us a share, but most importantly, give us a dollar. And you can do that by going on to patreon.com and checking out Cult of Comics podcasts uh, or just Cult of Comics. You'll find us really easily uh, for the dollar or level higher uh just a patreon subscription you can tell uh sean your deepest thoughts about like things that you had like wanted to do when you were a kid that you weren't able to do when you grew up because you realized that life is meaningless tell us uh, why the latest star wars trilogy is the best trilogy exactly we'll listen to you because mm-hmm. not getting into that uh <laughs> for the five dollar higher level you can have access to josh's uh home address his social media accounts and if he's interested he'll put you in the witness protection program with him because that's why he doesn't have any social medias he doesn't have any social medias air quotes uh for the ten dollar or higher level we'll have you come on to the show we'll have a conversation we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about we'll talk about if you want to talk about superhero comics movies um we can have a breakdown about your favorite book uh but we're definitely interested in having some people on the show uh entering our discord and definitely we want to hear back from you guys about some stuff that we should be doing in the future so participation definitely matters. Uh, give us a comment uh, on the YouTube videos as well. Um, thank you again for watching us. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, our show is Cult of Comics. My name is Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at CCH Brown. John? You can find me on Twitter at SeanMorsh747. And Josh, you will find him in uh, Ohio. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> What's that song from that emo band, Hawthorne Heights? Hawthorne Ohio Heights. is for Lovers. Iowa is for lovers. That's what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm from the area that Hawthorne Heights is from. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you ever perform at our clubs? Your eyes? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. Anything guys you want to shout out before we uh, sign off? No. I will say this. If you are checking us out for the first time, I definitely recommend you check out some of our uh, conversations that we've had about most famously Last of God, where we have, God, I can't even see myself. Yeah, right Lens Flare, you're in a J.J. Abrams film Abrams. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the video right now. I'm like, I can't even like concede about how pale I am right now. Um, if you, uh, what was I just talking about? Last God, that's what it was. It's going to be yeah. our most watched video that we have on YouTube right now. We just broke over seven oh, yeah. interviews. Uh, thank God. But no sponsors yet. What the fuck, man? Um, you can also find our uh, special bonus episodes uh, on WandaVision, where we did a uh, weekly breakdown about the uh, episodes that came out and a discussion about some of the comics. We also just did an Avengers Disassembled uh, episode. Definitely check that one out. It goes a little long, but it definitely is worth it because it's one of the more casual conversations I think that we've had. Um, thank you again for uh, checking us out. All hail. Stay healthy out there and have an awesome rest of your day.